0: To the conversation. I'm Heil Russell. I'm Jeff Onan. And uh oh! We're talking about Lego on this episode. Is that a
1: uh is that a Lego thing? Is that a phrase? Is that like their marketing? Uh-oh, Lego.
0: No, I think that it was that's more like the ego waffle slogan, at least from, from back in the day. It was like Lego my ego. Or no, it's uh-oh, spaghettios. That so I'm combining just all the all the food stuffs. Don't eat Lego. Don't eat them. You'll choke. I'm sure people have. I'm sure people do every day. I'm sure they pass them and it hurts. It's it's a sexual thing. It is. It is. And we're not here to disparage the good people at Lego brand bricks. We we are we're not here to tell you to do sexual things with their product. I'm friends with them now. So uh social media friends well i followed them but yeah they, uh, they're good people because they're making donkey kong product and that's that's all you need in our books to be a good person it's a really narrow short morality bridge to cross but We are excited, I guess. Well, you're excited, Jeff. You wanted to be on this episode. I guess you're excited. I don't know why you're here otherwise.
1: I'm excited, uh, like in the abstract. I'm not going to buy these. I'm not a millionaire. Uh, But I've always been a a friend to the Danish people. Yeah. So I support that.
0: Yeah. I I uh, I like the pastries. Yeah. Yeah. So all the other things they're known for. I, am I just hungry right now? Is what is the sensation I'm feeling? I want, I want little, little rounded noodles. I want waffles, and I want, uh, I want danishes. Well, Lego will do that to you. It's, it's the shape of it. It reminds you of eating. <laughs> it's hungry work constructing your playsets rather than just buying them. No, so. We're we're going to be getting into the ins and outs of Lego Super Mario colon Donkey Kong expansion sets, which I believe is the official name for this malarkey. But, you know, it's probably a bad time when they just announced well over $200 worth of Donkey Kong Lego product to plug our merchandise store because, you know, as you said, you're not a millionaire, Jeff. You're not a millionaire Lego collector. And why are we trying to get people to spend even more money on nonsense? But it is the beginning of a new month and we have new products in our Donkey Kong universe-oriented merchandise store at TPublic. If you go to DKVine.com forward slash merchandise, you can now get a pretty sweet Congo Customs Garage Style Shirt. If you liked uh if you like that bit in the Mario movie where they're they're making the carts in the uh, Kong Temple, then this shirt is kinda like that. It's got the little head on it with the wrenches coming out. There's a Diddy Kong racing reference in there because I couldn't help myself. Yeah, it's a great shirt. Buy it. We also have the uh vintage 2001 to 2004 era DK Vine logo. Well, the DK Vine logo done in that style. So if you are a fan of our website from the period where the rare buyout happened and everybody was arguing with each other, (laughs) then hey, you can buy the shirt that honors that. The little moldy cheese font that our website used to have its logo in. It's great dkvine.com forward slash merchandise or just find us on t public and we are on twitch right now and you know i don't know if we're going to come august have a big unboxing ceremony for all of this donkey kong stuff on twitch but that's an idea we'll have to think about that and you can find us at twitch.tv forward slash dkvine we stream two to three times a week Idaho Crew streams on Tuesdays. I stream most Wednesdays with DK Vine done slow. And then we've got DK Vine's stream of thieves on Sunday mornings. So check us out. Subscribe. If you subscribe, you don't even get the ads that people love so much. Twitch. Twitch. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon if you like the work we do. If you want to support independent Donkey Kong journalism... Then the fastest and most efficient way to do so would be to back us on Patreon. Keeps the lights on, as I like to say, because that electricity bill go gets up there in the summertime. So we gotta we gotta be mindful of that. Uh, but you can help us stay cool, calm, and collected, reporting on all of the DKU news come this stinky ape summer by going to dkbind.com forward slash. Patreon. Alright, Jeff. Alright. Alright, so let's talk a little bit about Lego Super Mario. These uh. well, yeah, because a lot of people a lot of people weren't happy when they announced the Lego Super Mario site. Cause okay, there there are Lego fans, right? They they there are Lego fans. I have to watch myself too because you you so readily want to pluralize lego as legos you know like legos legos it's just what your brain and tongue wants to do but that's not actually correct lego in and of itself is plural actually according to the lego company lego bricks is their preferred way of phrasing it but i'm not going to do that that's that's too far i'm i'm only going to meet them halfway here just saying Lego. Now Jeff, if you would like to say Legos, I will allow you that luxury.
1: Right, so I can get the hate mail.
0: Um, (laughs) You guys can email me at Thanks. At Thanks. Thanks for doxing Gmail. me. Thanks for doxing my personal email account. There. I'm pretty sure it's on the website. It's hila is oh, my is my. It's okay. You're
1: gonna you're gonna edit it out. You'll just bleep it. Then this will be a funny bit.
0: <laughs> It'll um, be a hilarious bit. You know, I I
1: I like Lego. I yeah. I sometimes accidentally call them Legos, but uh, I don't like
0: the Lego Super Mario line. It's ugly. So that's what a lot of people feel. And, you know, I don't really have too much of a dog in this fight because I'm not Michael Vick. But... Good joke. Thank you. Really timely. It's timelier than most of my jokes. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working my way up to the early to mid aughts. I mean, come on. That's pretty impressive. So I'm at that weird age, Jeff, where... I always viewed Lego as like kiddie stuff, right? Where when I was really, really young, really the only Lego sets we really had were just the the tubs. You got a tub of Lego, and you built little houses with them, and they would kind of suck. But that's what Lego was, and that you know I was still technically you know a minor when they started releasing the more elaborate tie-ins and the the big sets like for star wars and and what have you but by that point you know i was like it's just lego i'm not interested in lego that's kids stuff i'm a sophisticated man about town now i don't have time to sully my brain with things made for babies so i kind of just skirted right past the whole lego craze where you would have lego star wars lego harry potter lego this lego that pretty much a lego set for every conceivable thing right as such i have up until the last week never bought any lego in my life with with my own money like never never so When they announced that there were going to be Mario Lego, of course I was interested because, of course, in the back of your mind, when you're a hyper focused Donkey Kong obsessive, you think, okay, there might be Donkey Kong stuff in this set. I have to pay attention a little bit, and there wasn't, and it was ugly. And because the, the whole gimmick, and I don't know if this was Lego Lego's brand brainchild or if it was Nintendo's idea, but the whole idea with Lego Super Mario is not we're just going to build a little replica from the games. Like, we're, we're going to build Peach's Castle, and it's Peach's Castle. What a fun display piece this is. It's more, let's take the concept of levels from Super Mario and allow kids to build their own. It's basically taking Super Mario Maker into the physical realm with Lego bricks. And because of that, there's this whole interactive thing with it where you take Mario, the, the little Mario figure, and then later Luigi and Peach, the figures you get in the starter sets. They can interact with these varying bricks that you put them on the little platform, and the characters will have unique interactions with their environments that you can build for them. And you can buy all sorts of different sets that represent things from the new Super Mario Brothers games. And you you can buy little blind packs of different enemies. I think they just released a set that had Birdo in it. But, you know, you're not just buying Birdo. It's a, it's a gamble. You have to feel the bag to know what you're getting. So that that's basically what it is. It's taking the idea of constructing your own fun that was what, Lego was when I was a kid and sort of applying it to this brand tie-in mentality that's sort of defined Lego for the past 25 years or so.
1: My my thing with this is, okay, even before Lego became basically synonymous with brand tie-ins um, in the late 90s and early in the 2000s, uh, they had their own kind of brands before that. Like before they did Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, oh yeah. all the way back to all the way back to the late 80s they had Lego Pirates. And all the way back to the late 70s they had Lego Castles and Lego Space Set and they had their own spacemen before they had Star Wars. And so the minifigure, which is what Lego calls their uh figurines of of people, little Lego people, uh, which are designed to fit into the lego ecosystem there they 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 can t- attach to bricks and they're a certain s- specific height and and their hands can hold things uh the minifigure was introduced in 1978 and it has been essentially standard since then F- 50 years almost we're talking here uh-huh. um and so, you know, when they started doing themed sets, that part of the novelty of it was that people were already used to what Lego was and, and what these sets were. So seeing uh, Obi Wan Kenobi imagined as a minifigure was novel. It's like, whoa, look, Darth Vader as a minifigure! Look at his little hands. This is crazy. Uh, but you know, that was cool. And I grew up. I, I'm a little, I'm a little bit, a lot younger than you.
0: <laughs> a little bit, a lot. Yeah, I, I like how. You're first trying to be gentle with that, and then you're just like, "No, fuck his feelings." Yeah, I'm hitting you
1: with bricks here. We're not. This isn't <laughs> the, the the Lego. Je- this isn't the Jello <laughs> episode. It's the Lego episode. Uh, but you know, I grew up, it, especially at that age of playing with Legos in the late '90s and, and then into the early 2000s, when the biggest properties in the world were the Star Wars prequels and the Harry Potter movies. Because I grew up with only really good movies. <laughs> Um, and, and those were like insanely popular Lego sets. I had one of each. I had a small, um, uh, Star Wars one that was Obi-Wan in a spaceship. Uh, most, most of the Star Wars ones are about a spaceship. Uh, and then I think I had, I don't know, the troll in the dungeon from the first Harry Potter movie. Uh, but the point is that taking these, these uh ips and universes and then imagining them in the lego mold in the lego styling uh that is novel in and in and of itself but then it's also part of a standardized system that can be mixed and matched and i think that i don't know if you've ever seen the lego movie you
0: know i i try to avoid anything chris pratt is in, which is why I haven't seen the Mario movie yet. I've just been making it up as I go along. I think I've gotten pretty close. Nobody's really called me out yet on having not seen it.
1: That explains all that stuff about the sex scene. I was like, I didn't remember the sex scene. Um, But yeah, no, the Lego movie, to me, it really captured one thing in particular, which is the, the, the child imagination of taking these IPs, whether they be original Lego IP or... Big IP like the Lord of the Ring or whatever, um, and mixing and matching them and and telling your own like childlike stories, uh-huh. which is what every kid does with their action figures, you know.
0: What Will Ferrell didn't want his child doing in in the movie. You said you didn't see it. I guess I did. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was on an airplane, and I didn't have earbuds so I, I just watched it without Sal, but I got the gist of it.
1: Or did you just make an airplane out of Lego? <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, my point with all of this is to say it bothered me when they did the Super Mario set for two reasons. One, just the the principled conceptual fact that these do not fit the system of med- mixing and matching and, and... Like, there's no Mario minifigure that is exactly that same size, which means that you can't take the Mario from this set and put him in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, or whatever you might want to do right. to mix and match your Legos. You can't have him walk through normal-sized Lego doors if you built a Lego house or castle. Um You can't... He doesn't get to lay down in a Lego bed and have Lego sex. I don't know if there's sex sets. Anyway... Uh, it bothers me on a principle level that they chose not to do that here. Uh, but also just on a practical, like on an, an execution level, the thing they did alternatively, I think sucks. I think it's dumb. Uh, the, at least with the super Mario sets specifically, how they are these like linear little like super Mario brothers one esque levels. They're like, okay, here's a warp pipe. Here's a piranha plant, here's a flagpole, here's a brick to hit, and you can take this ugly, stupid, chunky Mario that is not a minifigure, and he's got some beep-boop sounds, he's got electronic beep-boop sounds, so if you touch him to the brick, you'll hear that coin sound effect. And don't you love to hear the coin sound effect? I don't, I can't, it's hard for me to imagine how much a kid would even play with this. The novelty would wear off in .5 seconds of, of... You move the Mario next to the brick and it hits the coin sound effect. I don't give a shit
0: about that. I want to put him in the Millennium Falcon, but they, they don't let you. I have to imagine, just knowing how precious Nintendo is with their IPs and with their licensing, this was probably a condition, right? When I said Nintendo might have pitched this to Lego, and I, or maybe Lego pitched this to Nintendo to get them on board, but it's like, it's impossible to mix Mario with any other Lego set, like you don't want Toad going to Hogwarts, you don't want Luigi in the Batmobile. You you don't you just you just have Mario and that's it.
1: I, I think it's a, it could be an element of them being precious with the IP, but I also think it's a case which is always the case of Nintendo being too clever by half, thinking that they can do something Lego's never done and make it novel and cool. Yeah. And it's, it just completely, and and I'm, this is probably unfounded and insulting, but to me, it sounds like a Miyamoto idea. Uh, it it just sounds like him saying, look, wouldn't this be cool? And nobody told him, no, (laughs) nobody at Lego, because the Danes are so polite. The Danes are so polite. Nobody at Lego told him this sucks. And guess what? It does. I'm not buying that. I'm not a millionaire. But <laughs> I will say that it did eventually lead to us getting the Donkey Kong stuff, which we're going to be talking about today, which I think looks a lot better, even though it's still founded in the same kind of principles of the Mario set uh, yeah. with that I am not a fan
0: of. So you mentioned how bland looking the, a lot of the Mario stuff is, like the, these... ...sets you can buy that replicate levels. A lot of them are pretty bare basics. And I said they seem to be based off of the new Super Mario Brothers games... Because they don't really go that far back. Now, there are better sets you can buy that are more money. When I was perusing the LEGO website the other week when they announced all of these, and I was actually looking through some that I've never seen in stores. You know, because I'm not a creep who just hangs out in the toy aisle all day. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll just take a look at, you know, what's out. Especially if there's anything related to... Donkey Kong, I, I have to keep on the prowl there, and I, I you know, I, I will look at the Lego stuff for Super Mario on occasion, and, you know, there's sets I've never even seen, like, oh, there's actually a Peach's Castle set, that looks cool. Oh, there's a, there's an airship. Okay, that's kind of neat. But yeah, most of them are just flat, lifeless obstacle courses, which Cameron pointed out in our Inner Circle chat on Discord, where it you know of course the super mario sets are just obstacle courses and the donkey kong sets are lush environments go figure but uh, i yeah you know, i don't i don't have as much opinion on the whole like i i get why people would want the minifigures i i you've adequately explained to me the appeal there that yeah, I would just want a Mario minifigure. Yeah, I would just want a Donkey Kong minifigure so I could have them pal around with other great IPs from the late 20th century. I get that. I, I do. Not being a Lego guy by nature, I think it doesn't bug me as much, right? Like, I, th- I think there is a- this aversion that Nintendo would have towards having their brands in minifigure form because they've released other sets with this deal with Nintendo outside of this Super Mario line that are still not minifigures. They released the NES set where you can, like, build an NES console with an old-school TV and it's playing the original Super Mario Brothers on it, but not a minifigure set. And you've got the Super Mario 64... uh, Cube set where it's like this question mark block with Peach's castle popping out of it. And you've got little, like, peg representations of Mario and crew. Again, not minifigures. So, I, I think they've just released this giant Bowser statue that you can build Bowser with Lego bricks. But, again, not a minifigure. So, yeah, I, I think they're purposely not doing that because that was the only way to get Nintendo aboard. Because, prior to all of this there like were nintendo tie-ins with brick brands but it wasn't lego it was connects the off-brand lego and i I do have the diddy kong connects figure still uh on my shelf here it's cute and it's the closest we'll probably ever come to having diddy as a minifigure
1: Yeah, well, and like I said, it's that element of it that that they're not standardized to fit with other things. I want doorways and and Mm. car cockpits and things that fit minifigures. But then it's just the fact that the thing that they did make, I don't think it looks very nice or is fun to play with. Um, But I think that most Lego sets uh, tend to fit into one of two molds. You're either making a vehicle or you're making a diorama of a scene, Mm. some kind of actual lived-in scene. And uh, the Mario set doesn't really fit that description. At least the base sets are the the, the, the main ones. They might have done more with them over time. But yeah, they, they just kind of do these linear, like, ugly obstacle course things that you, you take a toy and you can make it beep boop. And I, I don't need that. I don't need beep boops.
0: I love beep boops, personally. Yeah, for like a minute. Yeah. Wait, I- how often are you going to beep the boop? I mean, well, sometimes I beep the boop two to three times a day, but that's my own personal business. It's good for your prostate. It is, it is. Uh, It's all about health. It's just... Anyway, so we have been living in this reality of LEGO Super Mario since, I think, 2020. I think this is a pandemic product. But then on March 10th of this year you know, Mario Day, which, you know, it's kind of off-brand diet May the 4th, we've got an announcement from LEGO that there is going to be a Donkey Kong figure released into the LEGO Super Mario line, and this is a couple weeks before the big Super Mario Brothers movie is announced, and everybody's talking about Donkey Kong in relation to to Mario and they just did this in this little reveal where they put the Lego Mario figure the one that comes in a starter set and then has the the sound effects and the little like light up chest with little icons displaying on the chest depending on the context context sensitive like conquer. you see it all connects but they put Lego Mario on Donkey Kong's back. And that was how they introduced this Lego Donkey Kong figure. Just Mario riding him around like he's a little horsey. Which doesn't happen in the games. Uh, Mario's never ridden around on Donkey Kong's back. Diddy Kong has ridden around on Donkey Kong's back. Dixie, Cranky, even. Mario never. Uh, and it, it felt a little bit violating as a Donkey Kong fan. It's like... What's he doing? Get him off of him. This is this is wrong. But I don't know. I like the, I like the way this Donkey Kong figure looked. And, you know, it, it's not a minifigure, but it's still got more definition than the Mario figure does. Yeah, it looks a hell of a lot better than that godforsaken Mario figure. <laughs> right. Which the Mario figure is basically a, a rectangle. Just a rectangle with a hat. And With whittle arms. Whittle arms, yeah. And at least Donkey Kong has got, like, nice thick arms, and he's got the tie, and they got a little approximation of that cowlick popping up. So, you know, it looks, looks pretty good. And our own David Thomas Lynch, DK Vine staffer, even brought up, well, hey, you know, there is a tie-in app for LEGO Super Mario. It's a free app you can download, but it ties it into... The actual building process. And well, by Mario Party E standards, would that not make this DKU? And I was like, whoa, whoa, let's, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that when we get there, but maybe. So interesting. You know, I, and I, I didn't hate it. So, you know, let's, let's just roll with it. I have bigger things to worry about right now, like the Super Mario Brothers movie opening just a couple of weeks. Well, then, It was Wednesday of last week from when we're recording this. Lego, on their social media accounts, did this quick montage uh, that was set to DK Island Swing. A new rendition of DK Island Swing that I've never heard. And it had Donkey Kong pop up. And then, Cranky Kong popped up. Diddy Kong popped up. Dixie Kong popped up, and oh yeah, the man of the hour, Funky Kong, popped up. And I believe the tagline was there's a Kong in Every Kid. Which, maybe maybe phrasing, you know, um, but I get what they were going for, and I was like, Wow, this is exciting, because we thought we were just getting Donkey Kong, right? This little Donkey Kong tie-in within the Super Mario line similar to the Yoshi you can get with Yoshi's House. And no, we are getting Cranky and Diddy and Dixie and Funky. We are getting the whole Tropical Freeze 5. And all of a sudden, what was kind of a minor news story became a major news story, especially for the Donkey Kong fandom. Jeff, what do you think of these figures?
1: Um, okay. So like I said, there's a principal conceptual problem that I have with the whole idea. But since these are kind of stuck in that mold that the Mario sets established. Yeah. uh, Given that, like, like for, 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 for being that kind of figure, these are all great. Yeah. Uh, I I like them. Uh, I especially like
0: the way they are. And how they are? <laughs> well said. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, it makes me smile just seeing Funky in the, in this brick form with that big stupid visor on his face. It, you know, cranky. has got the little wrinkles around his eyes. I mean, they're simplistic, and, and of course they have to, you know, adhere to this mold, this standard that's already been set. But as far as it goes, I mean, they're very recognizably the four Kongs. And, I don't know, It's it, I'm, I'm glad they're there. I'm glad it's not just Donkey Kong. I thought it was just going to be Donkey Kong. And then all of a sudden, well, we have a whole Kong army coming to LEGO Super Mario. Which then raised the question, well, what is this actually looking like? It's not just going to be a new set. It, it's going to be... Multiple sets, maybe a whole line. Well, we didn't have to wait long to find out because just two days later, Friday morning, LEGO had the grand reveal of all four sets. And this was really frustrating in the way they did this, Jeff, because I believe it was the Australian LEGO set revealed one of the sets first, just one. And it was like, oh my god, we have the first reveal. Okay, okay, I have, to, I have to start writing the news story quick. While I was in the process of writing the news story, then the US LEGO account revealed everything. So I had to quickly change course and account for everything, which took another hour out of my day. And I'm just scrambling to get it done. But yeah, we got we got four new sets Um. And they're all... And this is this is the most important part. They are part of the Lego Super Mario line. But it's a sub-series within Lego Super Mario. It's got different box branding than any other Lego Super Mario set. Because you've got the Lego Super Mario logo. And then you've got a unique style to it. You've got a unique cartoony jungle background. And then you've got on the right hand side of the box the this uh Donkey Kong branding that is completely separate from everything else in the line like they've released Luigi's Mansion style sets they've released Yoshi sets but they don't have the individual unique look to them that keeps them separate they're just part of Lego Super Mario yeah here's Luigi's Mansion yeah here's Yoshi But Donkey Kong gets its own sort of thing, its own branding to set itself apart, which is important for those of us who are always weary of Donkey Kong just getting gobbled up by the Mario machine and not having its own presence. And I think this is clear that that's not going to be the case, that yes, they may be connected, yes, they may be releasing this as part of LEGO Super Mario, but it's still being held up as its own thing, as a special deal. Well, here's Donkey Kong toys in this line, but it's its own series, which is cool. I like to see it.
1: In it, uh, it says expand, which is always <laughs> makes us laugh. Yeah,
0: it, I have to wonder if somebody knew what they were doing here, because I, I think this expand your starter course is fairly standard for all of these but they, the way they did it, for this, especially for this first set, they have Lego Donkey Kong just kind of smugly not even grinning, but I can surmise there's a grin there. And right underneath it, it says expand your starter course. Somebody had to know the meme. Somebody had to know what they were doing here. And of course, people immediately cropped it, and it's all over now. It's just just a continuation of the Donkey Kong erection joke that sprang to life from the Donkey Kong 64 box. Which we love. (laughs) You know, at one point I would have fought against it, but I have been beaten down and I just fully, I fully embrace the expand meme, sure. (laughs) So are we going to talk about this first set or do you want to go over all of them? No, let's talk about them set by set, step by step, because... I feel like they all deserve their own due, and there's unique little bits to each one that that are worth singling out. So, the first one that was revealed by the Australian Lego set, or site, slash store, was Donkey Kong's Treehouse. Probably the most obvious low-hanging banana you could grab when making a Donkey Kong set. Like, when your mind goes, what would be a Lego Donkey Kong set, even outside of the Super Mario line. Of course, Donkey Kong's treehouse would be top of the list. And this is actually his treehouse, his uh, his jungle hut from Donkey Kong Country Returns that has kind of become the standardized look for Donkey Kong's treehouse in the last 13 years. It's, it's what it's going to look like in the the theme park. And the only thing is, uh, it's, it's his treehouse, but there's no banana horde cave. It's just the hut itself. And, uh, and it w- feels a little bit wrong to not have it be, you know, held up off the ground. I guess you could maybe build that with separate Lego bricks. I don't know how, how easily that would be doable, given the nature of these sets, but...
1: I was going to say, you know, they've standardized the treehouse... To be uh, the one that is not in a tree.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I know. I mean, granted, the one from the original Donkey Kong Country also wasn't in a tree. It was just it was also just on a cave. Um, I think the only one that was in a tree really was the one from Donkey Kong 64.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Actually, so you mentioned being able to build the, you know, build the banana horde cave underneath on your own. Yeah. Um, that would be easy to do if you, I, I, I well, I say easy. I know that when I, I, when I was a kid, I wasn't a millionaire. And so like you said that you, you mainly just had like the buckets of miscellaneous bricks. And that is also mostly what I had. Um, and I will tell you that the color Brown is not, a, is not the common Lego color. You don't have a lot of Brown. Uh, so I could make a really cool, you know, I could take this set and expand, uh, on it and make you know a more accurate cave but it would be made out of like rainbow you know it'd be lots of primary colors it would be yellows and blues and reds and maybe maybe i can you you know find enough green to be the trees but it seemed to me like my legos as a kid never had uh brown in it
0: well well we could just say donkey kong painted his banana horde cave for pride month and sure it's just it's just still up there because you know Removing the pain would be a pain in the ass. So,
1: but it got me thinking. Actually, was uh, when you, I was thinking about you know adding onto these sets with your own Legos and and using these as pieces to create your own Donkey Kong scenes. And I was thinking, boy, if you had a minifigure, if they did do the minifigure, then you could make vehicles from Diddy Kong Racing because that's the main thing I did as a kid. Is I had a bunch of wheels. Today I'm gonna make a tricycle, but tomorrow I'm gonna make a monster truck. Because I have all these wheels, and uh, I would have made Diddy
0: Kong Racing IRL, Uh, but no, can't. No, you can't, especially because uh, Rare and Microsoft own most of the Diddy Kong Racing IP, so Nintendo wouldn't want you doing that. That's, That's why they've limited your possibilities here. Jeff?
1: Yeah, Phil Spencer
0: would come over to my house and smash my Lego creations. Personally, you know, I I always see Phil Spencer trending on social media and you click and people saying bad things about him. And I'm like, that this is why, Phil, you got to watch out. You got to let people have their fun with Lego. So can we talk
1: about the elephant on the box, which is not Ellie, uh, but it is it, the fact that Mario is here, but he looks like uh, he just saved George's life, and now Lorraine is into him, and he's got to somehow get Lorraine back into George, or else he's going to disappear. What? <laughs> wait,
0: wait, what? It's a Back to the Future. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 I got it now. Now Marty got hit by the truck, by the car,
1: and. Now he's
0: messed up the timeline.
1: You know, right. George was supposed to get hit by the car. Right,
0: and now his mom is hot for him, and it creates a paradox, and Marty's erasing his own birth. I got it, I got it. So, yeah, on all of these boxes, and this is just a standard operating procedure for all of these expansion sets in the LEGO Super Mario line, they don't want kids to think you're getting the Mario figure with it, but they want to display that it's interactable, with that Mario or Luigi or Peach uh, starter figure. So they basically create this ghostly effect for it. And, and they they put, you know, above it, you know, uh, le- well, Lego Mario is not included. But they want you to know this is what you can do if you do have Lego Mario. And you should get that first before you get this expansion set. So they have little ghostly images of Lego Mario having the fun he would have were you to own him and have this expansion set. But yeah, it creates this weird sort of haunting imagery where it looks like the Kongs are reminiscing or remembering their long departed frenemy, Mario. Oh, remember when he was on the bongos? Oh, oh, remember, remember when he was riding in my minecart cart before the accident.
1: It's like they communicated to the spirit of Mario through a Ouija but then at the end of their session they forgot to say goodbye and now the spirits in the house and it, it they didn't disconnect the the call really you know
0: how that goes with Ouija and uh Mario's not going away. You know when I was a kid I'm pretty sure I've shared this before on DK Vine. I I used to call the the you know the mass produced spirit boards you could buy Luigi boards. <laughs> So I'm amazed they haven't introduced that in Luigi's Mansion yet, because I feel like that would just be a natural thing. Bring up the Luigi board and commune with the spirits to better bust them.
1: I think the only company more litigious than than uh, Phil Spencer at Microsoft would probably be Hasbro. Hasbro does own the Luigi uh, board license, a uh, I, I trademark or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, maybe they'll make some Lego Ouija boards and you can move your Mario around it. There you go.
0: They, they've they recently... Because I went down a Lego rabbit hole the other week, you know, when, when all this was announced. By the way, if you fall down any rabbit hole, the Lego rabbit hole hurts the worst when you're going down it. But they've got Lego everything now. They've You've got sets where you can get a... You, you can build a Lego Vespa scooter. Because why not? Why not? I thought... Funko Pop was bad about all the tie-ins, but Lego, I think, has them beat at this point.
1: Yeah, but at least Lego is an activity along with a collectible. Yeah. Because you have to construct it. Yeah.
0: And I get that. I get that. Like, I, I understand the appeal of Lego. Lego was never for me prior to this. You get Donkey Kong in there, and then sure, whatever. I'm, I'm Mr. Lego all of a sudden. But I, I, it was, it's like SpongeBob. I just narrowly skirted that Lego renaissance right, uh, of the late 90s, so I feel like I missed out, and this is me reclaiming a lost part of my youth.
1: In your defense, you're like a, an English major, right? Yeah. I was an engineer, so you know, <laughs> you you were like, oh, you can make a house and it looks like shit? I hate this. And I was like making functional robots.
0: <laughs> right, yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, crane systems with bullies. Um, which is to say that I think that everyone has toys that appeal to them. And this one, this is a toy
0: that really appealed to my brain. Um, but yeah, you know. I like toys where I could tell stories immediately. And I think I didn't want to do the work to get there. So yeah, but this little Donkey Kong's Treehouse set. It's really cool because it's got a lot of little things. ...things you can engage with. By the way, it comes with Cranky Kong as well. It's Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong comes bundled in this, and uh, it's actually mid-priced. It's $59.99, which is a little bit less than the actual starter set with Mario. Yeah, I feel like you get a lot more bang for your buck with this. It doesn't have as many, like, figures within, but it just looks a lot cooler, And, you know, you got you got palm trees around Donkey Kong's treehouse. You've got the hammock outside, which is, you know, it's usually inside, but I guess it's a nice day. He just wants to chill out outside. He moves the hammock outside. Whatever. But there's also a funny image on the back of the box, Jeff, and I shared this on social media, of Cranky laying in the hammock and Donkey holding a banana over him. And it looks like Donkey Kong's performing last rites on Cranky Kong, who has perished or, or is on his deathbed. Anyway, it made me laugh. But one of, the, one of the things you... Well, you know what? Let me just read the official write-up from the good folk at Lego. From, from the good Danish folk at Lego. Shall I read it? You shall. All right. Children can build a colorful jungle level and role-play stories with the Lego Super Mario Donkey Kong's Treehouse expansion set. The treehouse is packed with authentic details to delight Donkey Kong fans, including a buildable TV, radio, and a secret compartment. What do you think Donkey Kong keeps in the secret compartment, Jeff? bananas yeah it's bananas i was gonna say fleshlight but it's probably just bananas i keep a fleshlight in my secret compartment but uh kids can use (laughs) kids can use their lego you got it look it's just good health practice all right i don't want people judging me for it i don't care what people think of me i have a dynamite prostate Kids can use their Lego Mario, Lego Luigi, or Lego Peach figures, not included, to ride on Donkey Kong's back, nap in the hammock, knock a banana off the palm tree and give it to Donkey Kong, play the conga drums, visit Cranky Kong, and more to earn digital coin rewards. A top gift idea for kids aged 8 and up and anyone who loves Donkey Kong. This modular set combines with other Lego Super Mario toy play sets to create unlimited unique levels. And then we've got some bullet points, Jeff. And I think the bullet points... The bullet points are just so exciting that I have to read them, too.
1: Before we hit the bullet points, I just wanted to point out how when they said play the conga drums, they put the word play in quotation.
0: <laughs> right. You can't actually... Play, you know, Smash Mouth's All-Star like you can in the video games. There's no good Charlotte. No Mr. (laughs) Boombastic. None of it. None of it. None of it is here. None of your favorites. They couldn't get the rights. This set would be a lot more expensive if it had the best from the Konga games. or, Or even Donkey Konga 3, Japan only. It's just... A representation, and I'm sure it's just like boom, 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 and that's it. And then Mario's happy that that he that he beat on the DK Bongos. But I like that the DK Bongos are there, Jeff. I like that there's that little nod to Donkey Kong's past. That yes, it's basically a returns playset, but there's a little bit extra in there for the hardcore aficionado. Hey, hey, kid, what's your favorite vintage Donkey Kong game? Oh, probably Donkey Konga 2. That's right, here you go.
1: Well, you know, at this point, you can't escape from Bongo's just being part of Donkey Kong's no. character. He even had them in Donkey Kong 64 all the way back. All the way Plus, back. in his uh, Super Smash Brothers move, in uh, his final smash before they changed it.
0: yeah. Which which we didn't like back then, but I'm fine with now. It's part of the tapestry of the history. I'm I, I love that it's there. Honestly, unironically, I love that it's there. All right. The bullet points. Join the DK crew at Donkey Kong Treehouse. Kids team up with Donkey Kong in the jungle for banana gifting, Congo drum playing fun with this colorful LEGO Super Mario expansion set. Two Lego Super Mario figures from the Donkey Kong world. Ah, there we go. Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong. Authentic details. Explore the treehouse with its buildable TV, radio, and secret compartment. Nap in the hammock, knock a banana off the palm tree, play the conga drums, and more. Friendship play. Ride on Donkey Kong's back with Lego Mario, Lego Luigi, or Lego Peach. Figures not included. Give Donkey Kong a banana and visit Cranky Kong several times to gain a reward. So it makes me wonder, if you just visit Cranky once, is he just going to give you tips from uh, the first world and nothing but? You have to keep visiting him to get the good stuff? I just
1: hope he swears.
0: Yeah, well especially if it's Mario I can't imagine he's happy that Mario is visiting Donkey Kong's treehouse, especially when he's already there. He thought he was gonna have a Father Sunday, and then you know, this shithead shows up I don't know Could be spicy Anyway Sorry, choking on my uh, sun-kissed orange soda Oh! You love orange soda, and uh Friend of the show, Kenan Thompson's friend, Kel Mitchell loves orange soda. Coincidence?
1: A friend of my, a fr- any friend of my friend is my. Is that a phrase? Is my friend? It is now, but it's true.
0: Anything can be a phrase if you say it enough. Yeah, we're going to start that one up. I'm a trendsetter. Look, we're 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 just you know we're defying society's expectations here because we're talking about children toys for 8 year olds and you know some people might scowl at us might might disdainfully scorn our way because we're we're adult and we're supposed to be into stuff like barbecue and uh fishing and uh farting I, I, whatever adults like to do and they're like why are you doing this kid stuff that's creepy and i'm like you know what I'm tired of playing by society's rules, man. I just want to live a life that brings me happiness. And if playing with Lego, Super Mario, Donkey Kong expansion sets brings me happiness, well then, you know what? That's a life well lived. Well said. Yeah. So, uh... Uh, a life well lived is also a life in the poorhouse because Diddy Kong's minecart ride is the priciest set of the bunch. It's $109.99.
1: Yeah, if, if you need to choose between uh, buying this and, and like buying food, you should give up on food for a while because this is worth it. This one is, uh, as the kids are saying back in 2012, epic.
0: Uh, I think now the kids would say that this is, uh, no cap for real, for real, right? That's
1: right. Yeah. I'm, I'm behind. I'm, I'm still thinking that they say it's, it's lit and it's straight fire, but I think that's about five, eight years old already.
0: Yeah. So next time you come after me for, for my dated references about Michael Vick, maybe you should uh, keep in mind that, uh, I know the lingo of, uh. Of of the little ones today, that's creepy. So Diddy Kong's minecart ride is I I can't even conceive how huge this is. This is one thousand one hundred and fifty seven pieces. So components. I, I guess they count the figures as a piece, but you've got Diddy Kong in there. You've got Funky Kong in there. It's not just Funky. Funky comes with the damn f- uh, flying by. His airplane from Tropical Freeze is there, and it's got all these little details in there. If you look closely, you can see the the balloons, the red, green, and blue balloons. They've got the little toy capsule machine from Tropical Freeze is in there. Does not include talks, however, which I feel like is a missed opportunity. But given that they had to kind of miniaturize this a little bit, it's not actually to scale I don't think they could have actually fit Tox in there, especially with the set we're going to talk about after this. It just wouldn't be comparable. So they just had to say, you know what? Tox is at home today. Tox isn't here. Sorry. But yeah, this is a whole minecart sequence, a whole minecart set with, uh, with Diddy as kind of the, the star of the show. And you've even got two enemies from the retro Donkey Kong Country games. You've got a mole miner. Uh, in there to. you know Cause trouble. Wreck havoc. And you've got a snaggles the shark. Uh, the, the sharks that jump out at you. In both Returns and Tropical Freeze. A tropical Freeze is where you mostly associate them. When it comes to minecarts. Because they would jump out at you. In that uh, world four minecart stage. But. Jeff, what do you think about this set?
1: Well, in terms of like the scope and and I mean it's it's awesome. Like it's it's just you, having a Lego set of a minecart level is cool. And again, the, the same as I feel the same way with the, the previous set we discussed. Is these do feel more like little dioramas or or, or little vignettes of actual uh, parts of Donkey Kong's world. Yeah. And not just weird little obstacle courses, um, and which is what I want out of a Lego set is just a little diorama of a, of a scene. This feels like a scene, and uh, the fact that all the enemies and all the references are out of retros games is to be expected uh, at this point. Unless until a new game comes out to wow. redefine like the standard, the this is the standard of what is Donkey Kong right now. Um and is influencing things like the theme park and um the Lego sets. So uh, these are cool characters for them to have chosen to to be in there, like you know, the mole miner, the snaggle, the, the shark. I I don't know. I think it's a cool it's a cool set and uh I like that it is the Diddy set. Like I don't know why, but something about Diddy Kong being the star of the minecart set just feels right.
0: It's because he's short round for Menina Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's basically it. But, yeah, I, I, I saw some hand wringing, you know, a, as you would expect online from people who were like, why is it not a Chomps? Why is it a Snaggles? We don't like Snaggles as much as we do Chomps. And I'm like, well, Chomps has no association with minecart stages If there is an underwater coral stage, then yeah, maybe you could make that argument. But as you said, they're going to pull from the two most recent Donkey Kong games, which kind of set the template, the visual standard for what Donkey Kong is going forward. And this is commonplace. In the LEGO Super Mario sets, they all kind of are derived from more recent games. There isn't really too much in the way of retro throwbacks there and when they do do a retro throwback set like the Super Mario 64 set it's independent of the line itself you know it's it's fine like yes yes K. rule was brought back in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate but that's not a Donkey Kong game there there's no set standard yet for what K. rule will look like in the modern context for Donkey Kong so you know what and I do like a lot of these characters from Returns in Tropical Freeze. I'm happy to see a Mole Miner there. I was like, oh my god, it's a Mole Miner. That's cool. That's that's a fun little nod to something. Because we rarely get this for Donkey Kong. This is something I complained about a while back ago. I've seen all of this stuff released for Mario. And there there are Mario plushes and figures for nearly every an- enemy imaginable. But they're all from the new Super Mario Brothers games... And Donkey Kong, we've never really gotten that consistency, at least here in the West. Japan, they got a lot of stuff at the height of Donkey Kong Country Mania. We never really got that here. And so you never really see the enemies of Donkey Kong referenced all that much, especially in merchandise. So even though it's just a mole miner, even though it's just the Snaggles, I'm pretty happy with that. I, I want there to be baseline consistency for Donkey Kong going forward and not having to reinvent the brand with every new game. So I like that the vibes we're getting is yes, Donkey Kong is not in development at Retro Studios at this time, but Retro will still have an influence on what Donkey Kong is and looks like going forward, partially out of necessity because they had all of this stuff like the theme park in development when Tropical Freeze was the newest game. So it is what it is.
1: Plus, I, I like to think, I always like to think of the Mole Miners from Returns as just being inspired by Hard Hat from Donkey Kong Land. So yes. it's just a continuation, really.
0: It's its not that much of a leap to make considering Retro did play Donkey Kong Land in the in the research period for Donkey Kong Country Returns. So I'm sure they saw Hard Hat and that stuck with them when they made the Mole Miners. All right, why don't you read the blurb? You want you want me to read the blurb? Do you want to read the bl- this take turns reading blurbs. This seems like the set you're most excited about, Jeff, and I wouldn't want to deprive you of the blurbing. All right, let me blurb this one.
1: All right, blurb it up, baby. Create an iconic Donkey Kong level in the brick-built Lego Super Mario Universe with this Diddy Kong's Minecart Ride Expansion Set for kids. Uh, place a Lego Mario, Lego Luigi, or Lego Peach figure, not included, in the mine cart to ride around the track. Flip the snaggles out of the way, fix the broken section of track, defeat the mole miner, and explode the rock to reveal a bunch of bananas to eat or gift to Funky Kong or Diddy Kong. Buy balloons from the airplane shop and fly the plane to earn more digital coins. Once again, every verb they just put in, like... Quotes to not make you think you can really fly. Yes. <laughs> also, um, exploding rocks apparently just part of minecart levels. Yeah. Uh, once again, there are bullet points. Um, it's a super gift idea for kids aged eight and up, and anyone who loves Donkey Kong. This modular set can be rearranged and mixed with other LEGO Super Mario toy play sets to create unique levels. Uh, Diddy Kong's Minecart Ride Expansion Set. Recreate minecart riding, airplane flying, rock exploding Donkey Kong (laughs) minecart challenges with this Lego Super Mario set for kids. Four Lego Super Mario figures from the Donkey Kong world. Funky Kong and Diddy Kong, plus a Snaggles to flip out of the way and a Mole Miner to defeat. Fun challenges! Ride the minecart with Lego Mario, Lego Luigi, or Lego Peach, figures not included around the track, and explode the rock to reveal a bunch of bananas to eat. Buildable Funky Kong's airplane slash shop. The airplane has two action tags to activate special reactions in an interactive figure, not included. One when buying balloons, and
0: one when flying the plane. I have to say, you know, normally I don't like these dry bullet points that try to sell you on a product but there's just something about the way lego talks about donkey kong stuff that's very satisfying to me i i don't know it's almost like a kink of mine having these big respected brands have to speak our nonsense i'm like yeah that's right you put those words in your mouth you naughty toy company is that weird yeah yeah I will say what I've
1: always loved about Donkey Kong minecart levels is is the minecart riding, airplane flying, and rock exploding.
0: Yeah, I, obviously it's harkening back to the more bombastic set pieces of Retro's games where, yeah, there's always shit blowing up and crumbling around you. But rock exploding, if, if you were just hearing this, if you weren't seeing it actually written out, it would come to mind like what do you have against dwayne johnson what why why is he being so violently assaulted in these minecart sequences
1: uh i'm looking at the picture and now i get it yeah. what they mean because i didn't get it before i was like what do you mean rock exploding but it's literally it's just the uh it's the part in tropical freeze in the minecart where or i guess it might be returns the mole miners you you're as you're as the car is going over tripwires, it is dynamiting, like, stalagmites and stuff that are then falling. Ah, yeah, yeah. So that is rock exploding, and that is kind of in the, the, the figure here, because the mole miner is standing next to a plunger of a dynamite thing next to a rock. So I, now I get it,
0: but yeah. before I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean rock exploding? I have to say it's weird that they keep emphasizing eating the bananas you get, because this isn't Diddy Kong eating the bananas, even though this is Diddy Kong's minecart ride. It's Mario, Luigi, or Peach eating bananas. And have you ever seen the three of them gobbling bananas up?
1: It's interesting that the, the phraseology they keep coming back to is that you could eat them or gift them Back to the Kongs. Right. I
0: love that choice of verb gift. Gift it to Funky Kong, right. I don't know. I, I, and I don't like really understand what the flying by actually does here, except you're done with the minecart, cart. You're going to go over to see Funky. I th- I think it's like a recreation of I'm done with this level. Now I'm, oh, and here's, here's Funky's flying by. I'm going to restock at Funky's flying by. Maybe that's just, the whole thing like they they wanted to get that in there and this is the most expensive set and it's the most kinetic set it's the one that's really an action-packed donkey kong style level rather than just the treehouse and what we're going to talk about next so I, it, it makes sense it makes sense
1: luckily you don't have that uh talk to funky kong several times thing that they did with cranky kong yeah because we know what funky kong says
0: <laughs> right especially if you have lego peach you want to keep that short and sweet yeah yeah i really really love this and you know you, you might bulk the price but th- this is definitely a day one purchase for me i mean all four are day one purchases for me. i'm going to have to get all of them because i am you know editor-in-chief of dk vine i really have no choice in the matter But this is going to be the one I think I'm going to be the most excited to dive into. That's not true. That's actually not true. This is probably the one I'm going to be third most excited to dive into. But I think this is the one that will have the most consistent um, draw for me Like going forward. I'm not as excited about this as I am two of the other ones. But this is still pretty cool. And I think it'll be the most fun to see... You know, you, you said it's not really interesting to see the beep boops with with Mario and what have you. But I I'm intrigued the most by what you can do with the Mario or Lu- Luigi or Peach in this one. How 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 does Mario engage with a Donkey Kong minecart stage? We've never seen it before. Now we'll have a a clue. We'll, we'll really know what what goes inside Mario's head in this terrifying scenario that he's not accustomed to.
1: Yeah, I don't have one hundred and ten dollars in my bank account. But if I did, sure, maybe, maybe I'd buy this. You're not a millionaire, is what you're trying to say. Not a millionaire. I can't even go. I can't even get my dental stuff finished. So I can't. So Lego is low on the priority.
0: I've been wearing contact lenses that are a year and a half old, Jeff. I'm not a millionaire either.
1: I reused the bag that the McDonald's comes in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what? But it's it's fine. You know what? You know why it's fine? Because I'm an outcast. I'm a societal outcast. I'm a grown man who's going to play with Lego and it's going to bring me enrichment and joy. And it's fine. I don't need to see to have joy. I can feel these bricks. Do you remember the episode of Happy Days where the Fonz was temporarily blinded? But he He still could figure out how to put his motorcycle back together. It was a teachable moment. Yeah, let's say I do. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be me come August when I'm still wearing contacts that are out of date. It's fine. It's fine. I, I don't need eye care. I don't need dental care. Not when I've got the next set we're going to talk about, Dixie Kong's Jungle Jam. And this one, you don't have to be a millionaire to afford it. You, you 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 can get it for a cool twenty six ninety nine. That's right. Drinks are on me tonight. <laughs> Jeff, th- th- this is this is surprising. I think out of all the sets, I could have guessed the treehouse set and the minecart. I might not have guessed it, but it wasn't surprising after the fact. This one I would have never seen coming. This this one seems it, the most original, but yet true to the spirit of the character involved.
1: I agree and I think that, so we'll describe it in a second, but yeah. you like, uh, it's w- once you've gotten past Treehouse and Minecart, if your plan is you still want to introduce more characters, but you don't know what scene to put them in, I really don't know what a better one to do than this, which is a pretty original set piece. I can't think of a better set setting unless they had put Dixie like in the Treehouse set, and then did a whole Cranky's Cabin set, maybe? Um, that might have made sense, but anyway, my, there, there's not, they're running out of uh, the the obvious sets to do, so this is cool. This is uh, Dixie Kong's Jungle Jam, Yeah, and what it basically is, is uh, like a performance stage, a musical stage.
0: Yeah, in the jungle, and you've got what I really like, the little detail I really like about this, well, there's a a detail I love about this, but just aesthetically speaking, uh, you've got the hanging lanterns above the stage, and they're they're strung up across two palm trees. And it's just a nice little touch. It's just, it's very evocative. You can imagine what this would look like, you know, in the Congo jungle. And what's... I, I, two things are very surprising about this. One... It comes with Squawks. Squawks is there and it's a really I think clever usage of Squawks the parrot because you've got this, you know, musical stage and Dixie's on guitar and presumably, you know, Mario, Luigi or Peach can come in and also be on guitar, jam with Dixie Kong. But Squawks is at the microphone. Squawks is the lead vocalist of this sort of makeshift jungle band. And that's really clever because what animal buddy can talk, what animal buddy uh, can parrot back your words, it's Squawks. So I, I, yeah, well, talks can too, you know, and presumably Quawks. But my point is, it's a, it's a funny little visual gag because it's just a parrot at a microphone. What, what is Squawks going to be singing? And so it's it's actually, I don't know. I feel like it's that little bit of Donkey Kong style humor that that is actually apparent in this Tie-in merchandise line. It it's a, it's a joke from the games that you would expect to see, but it hasn't really been done in the games. And uh that's that's why I really like it.
1: Well, before we talk about the other cool Easter egg. Yeah. Um we'll say it just kind of occurred to me It it seems surprising or unexpected that they would do a musical stage because that seems like a very original idea for Donkey Kong. It's not like an obvious set piece from Donkey Kong. But also, in hindsight, maybe it's not that uh, surprising considering the whole crux of this line is the beep boop machine. Right, right. The Donkey Kong Country games are known for their music. So, like, if you're going to have a Mario set, if you're going to have a Mario figure that when you touch it to the different spots, it makes musical sound effects it kind of makes sense to set up a musical stage as like a set piece um you know and and i wonder if it will have you know little just a little string of uh music from donkey kong games um we see some other little instruments in there i don't remember what these little drum things are called i've seen this kind of uh instrument before I don't know what it's called. I think they're referred to as bongos in the blurb. Oh, yeah, and we're about to read the blurb, but before we read it, do you want to talk about the the thing?
0: Yeah, so I mentioned that Dixie's on lead guitar, and the guitar she's got in her hand is a blue one. And a lot of people pointed out how closely it resembled the guitar she whips out, the, the electric guitar she whips out in Donkey Kong Country 2, whenever she lands from a great height on the end-of-level target and gets the prize, she pulls out the guitar and she jams on it. And this is a blue guitar. Um, it, do- it doesn't have the white accents that it does in DKC2, but this is just molded plastic. You know, it's pretty obvious they're not going to, like, paint it or anything. It's, it, but it, it's shaped pretty much the same. And... I was like, yeah, you know, looking closely, that's clearly her guitar from Donkey Kong Country 2. Because she also plays a guitar at the end of Tropical Freeze, which is more like banana-shaped, right? Which you thought they would have gone with. But so I was like, yeah, you know what? I can confidently say this is her guitar from Donkey Kong Country 2. I didn't have any confirmation, but I went to social media and I said, one wonderful detail of Lego Group's Dixie Kong's Jungle Jam set. She's actually using her Donkey Kong Country 2 guitar. It's always nice to see the Rare era get referenced. And then I did point out she is in the actual promo pick and on the box playing it with her wrong hand. Because in uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, she's left-handed. She plays her guitar left-handed. Tropical Freeze screwed it up by having her play it with her right hand. But, you know... She she can go back and forth. We'll just say Tropical Freeze established that she's uh, capable of both. She's you know, she she's the monkey. She she doesn't have a dominant hand. Both of her hands work just as well. So yeah, I I, I uh I, I put that on the Elon Musk machine, and uh not long after Lego replied and said, Good eye. We know the fans go bananas for the fine details. And I I did go bananas for that so they weren't wrong. Got to love those Danes. <laughs> I uh I was I was pleased to get that confirmation because you know, I I could see people already arguing uh that oh this isn't actually a DKC2 reference. This is probably just a mold of a guitar Lego already had and they just stuck it in her hand. It's just a coincidence. And then Lego said, no, we meant to do that, you fucks. They didn't say that because they're very polite. But it's a Donkey Kong Country 2 reference. So in all of this consternation of, oh, they only reference the retro era. They only reference the last two full Donkey Kong games. Well, we have the DK bongos in Donkey Kong's treehouse. And we have Dixie's Donkey Kong Country 2 guitar. And there's also a red version of it that comes with the set that I believe, you know, Mario or whoever can play. But I like to think that that's the matching guitar she bought for Diddy. And and yeah, Diddy has a different guitar in Donkey Kong 64, but that's one he got from Candy specifically to send out violent shockwaves and knock out baddies. This is just his casual guitar that he uses with Dixie and, um, and now Mario's borrowing it or, you know, whatever. So it, it's fine. But um, here's what the official write-up says. Oh, yeah. Children can venture into the jungle home of Donkey Kong for musical fun with this Lego Super Mario Dixie Kong's Jungle Jam expansion set. It features Dixie Kong and Squawks figures, a buildable stage, jungle scenery, and musical instruments and equipment. Place Lego Mario, Lego Luigi, or Lego Peach, figures not included, center stage, and turn them to make the connected stage platforms rotate, activating musical sounds. So yeah, you know, you suggested that maybe we'll hear little brief snippets of Donkey Kong Country music, and that would be really cool. Like, I doubt it. I doubt they're going to actually have little snippets of David Wise or Evelyn Novakovic or Grant Kirkhope or uh, Graham Norgate even. We're not, we're not going to get any Donkey Kong Land melodies in there. But fingers crossed, you never know. It, it would be really cool to get the little... You know, D- D- Dixie's little guitar tune from Donkey Kong Country 2. That would be fun. If, if they would actually get that in there. They probably won't, but it's fine. Good Charlotte? Good Charlotte, yeah, yeah. Uh This collectible playset makes a super gift toy, super gift toy for creative kids aged seven and up who love music and animals. And adults with nostalgic memories of Donkey Kong will love it too. So don't worry, Jeff, we're covered. <laughs> This and the many other Lego Super Mario expansion sets allow fans to expand, rebuild, and create their own levels for hours of coin collecting play. Hours. Here are the bullet points. Set the stage for musical fun. Kids can visit the jungle home of Donkey Kong with this Lego Super Mario Dixie Kong's Jungle Jam expansion set and enjoy a musical adventure. Two Lego Super Mario characters from the jungle home of Donkey Kong. Dixie Kong with a guitar element and Squawks the Parrot with a buildable microphone, plus buildable bongos and an amplifier. Rotating stage platforms. Place Lego Mario, Lego Luigi, or Lego Peach, figures not included, center stage and turn them to make the connected stage platforms rotate, activating musical sounds. Social play. There is space on a stage for a second interactive figure. The set also includes jungle scenery, including two buildable palm trees, lighting, and flower elements. Flower elements are my favorite part of any concert.
1: Yes, flower elements, uh, guitar elements. You gotta have it all.
0: The fifth element was a movie.
1: Uh, We like that.
0: So yeah, th- this is actually the one. This is actually the set I kind of liked the most. I mean, it's it's more bare bones because it is a cheap, a relatively cheap set twenty six dollars for toys nowadays. That's pretty cheap, Jeff. I don't, I don't I don't know if you've checked the price of toys lately or or the price of eggs, but inflation.
1: Yeah, I usually just play with like a uh, rock. Yeah. Stick, Dead human at the railroad track.
0: Right. It's a great bonding experience, though. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Dixie Kong's Jungle Jam. Um. Uh, I'm, I, I love that Dixie has her own set. Like, she wasn't just lumped in like Cranky and Funky are. It's like, you know, here's Dixie Kong. Bye yeah, now.
1: and it worked because in both of the other sets, like, it seems like uh, Cranky Kong or Funky Kong are like a side... Character that you can visit, which is what they are in the games. <laughs>
0: I, I thought you were going to say a side piece for a second there, and I was like, oh yeah, Ma- Mario's famous side piece, Cranky Kong.
1: But like, yeah, like the main thing is Donkey Kong is doing something, and then uh, he could go visit Cranky Kong, or Diddy Kong is doing something, and he could go visit Funky Kong, and that's kind of how the games work because the you know you have your playable Kongs, and then you have your helper. Sure. Family Kongs. Um, and yeah, so Dixie Kong being the star of a set is very cool. And yeah, it's got this gear rotate system. It's going to play us um, ditties ditties or whatever. So it's going to be cool.
0: Bingo. Dustin's favorite Donkey Kong song.
1: Yeah, it's not shit.
0: <laughs> well, Jeff, that takes us to our final set. And to call this a set I think is charitable at best because it's mostly just a figure with a couple of lumps at th- that you can knock over, but it's still surprising. That's the operative word today. Surprising. Cause I was surprised to see it. Cause we got those, uh, those reveals of the Kong figures and you're thinking, Oh, we're going to get five Kongs. Nobody ever said anything about animal buddies, which is why Squawks was a delight. But here by himself, it's Rambi the Rhino for ten ninety nine. Which seems pretty pretty cheap. Because when you actually factor in how much rhino horn goes for on the black market, it's not ten ninety nine, that's for sure. All these rhinos wouldn't be getting massacred if that's all it went for.
1: Yeah, they're like the eggs of the black market poaching world. Yeah. Yeah, the rhino the Rambi the Rhino set is cool. I like the way Rambi is. Uh, uh, it's it's interesting because I don't usually like these rounded um what do you call them? They're like these these pieces these bricks that have rounded flat tops on them mm-hmm. that they use all over the bodies here to make them kind of smoothed. Uh, I don't usually like those pieces. Sometimes they're a necessary evil, like if you want to build a spaceship, but um. I think it works here. It looks good. The whole thing. I like his little ears.
0: oh I, I just noticed his little ears. Thanks for pointing those out.
1: yeah, he's got little ears it's like little frying pan ears. I, <laughs> I like them a lot. his toes he's got he's got great toes, and then he's got like this great sort of the way that his back is that you know lets characters ride on him. My thing is I, I'm curious how. If the Kongs can actually sit on these things, or if it's just the, like, Mario figures.
0: I would imagine you you could probably put the Kongs on, on any platform that's designed for a figure to stand on. But, yes, this is actually designed for the starter characters to ride on. And on the box, we've got the little ghostly façade of Mario riding on Rambi, which, you know, it feels wrong. It, it it feels wrong. I saw somebody compare it to seeing, like, your your parents split up and then seeing your your dad date somebody new. That's what it looks like, having Mario ride on Rambi's back. It just feels wrong. I g-
1: it's a little bit like Donkey Kong picking up a Fire Flower power-up. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I know this will delight some people who just want to see the franchises wedged together damn the consequences. It feels wrong, especially when you factor in the classic Rambi trophy description from Super Smash Bros. for Nintendo 3DS. I know we were all thinking this when we saw this, because the trophy description there, and I quote, said, A long-time and trustworthy animal friend, even the king of the jungle, the lion, fears Rambi's might. Mario would love a lift from Rambi, but he is all Donkey Kongs. And that's not true anymore. Mario finally got his wish. Mario finally saddles up on Rambi. And how does Yoshi feel about this? I don't know.
1: I didn't care. But Now I'm convinced it's wrong.
0: It's it's a scandal. It's a scandal waiting to happen across Donkey Kong Island to Yoshi's Island. People are gonna be talking. People are gonna be gossiping when they see Mario riding on Rambi's back.
1: It feels sick right now.
0: Yeah. Jeff, why don't you read the official write-up? Swallow that vomit. I'll read this blurb. Here's the blurb.
1: Uh, Get set for Lego Super Mario Adventures with the Rambi the Rhino expansion set for kids age 7 and up. It features a brick-built Lego toy figure of Rambi that interactive Lego Mario, Lego Luigi, or Lego Peach figures, not included, can ride on. When Rambi walks, charges into the included stackable rock elements and makes other movements, sound effects are activated in the interactive figure. Stomping, rock-smashing fun. Level up with the LEGO Super Mario Rambi the Rhino expansion set, featuring a brick-built Rambi figure and rock elements. Ride on Rambi. Sit LEGO Mario, LEGO Luigi, or LEGO Peach, figures not included, on Rambi, then make the Rhino walk or smash into objects to activate digital reactions in the interactive figure. Stackable rocks. Charge into the rocks with Rambi to topple them and reveal a hidden banana element.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Rambi can knock over rocks. And that's that's basically what you do with Rambi.
1: This just kind of makes me think why they don't have Donkey Kong as one of these starter figures that make the sounds. Why you have Mario, Luigi, and Peach. Why not make a donkey kong if you're gonna make a whole line of donkey kong sets why 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 did not do this
0: well yeah and and that's i i think it was kind of obscured up until we got to rambi because then it starts getting frustrating when you see mario or the idea of luigi or peach riding around on rambi the rhino and you're like well hold up hold up you're doing this this whole unique donkey kong branding For these expansion sets. It's getting this whole rollout. Separate. From the other expansion sets in this line. Why isn't there just a fourth starter figure. With with a Donkey Kong starter course. That can be independent of of his treehouse or whatever. Uh, Just be jungle hijinks or or whatever. Like stupid thing you want to put with him. Why not do that and have Donkey Kong be a full lego super mario character that you could then take back into some of the older sets for the super mario line it's odd how donkey kong has been reduced to yoshi's role even seeing mario ride on his back that's not a thing that's not something they do together like what what is this what is this and i I was wondering this and i think it probably has to do with the shape Because Donkey Kong, you look at his model in LEGO Super Mario, it's far more stocky. He's got those big, burly arms. And LEGO, Mario, Luigi, and Peach all have very similar proportions in their build. It's just a rectangle that kind of sucks, right? It's not defined. And, And maybe they thought we can't do Donkey Kong justice in this shape. So we're not going to try. Which but makes sense. It makes sense, but it's, it's also disappointing because, yeah, it, it feels like if you're going to the trouble of doing all of this, even having different boxes and different branding for these sets, why not just have a character that you could just use with these sets? So if you were just into Donkey Kong, as a lot of these sets are purporting people to be, and as we are proof positive that they exist, why not just make it so you only ever need these sets and the connection to the LEGO Super Mario line is optional? Um, It's minor. It's a minor point because these sets are still cool and it it will be fun to see Mario or, or Luigi or Peach interacting with these, up until now, exclusive Donkey Kong elements. Like, for all the people thirsting to see... Lego or excuse me for all the people thirsting to see Mario and Donkey Kong's worlds intertwine this might be a good compromise this might be a good way to do it without selling the games themselves okay here you can have your own fun you can make your own fun here's Donkey Kong with a fire flower whatever just here you go make it true and Lego we're not going to bring this shit in a Donkey Kong country so I- I'm okay with that
1: yeah, I I think the whole thing, it really just comes down to um, them being pigeonholed by the system they set up for Super Mario. Mm-hmm. And once they're like, OK, we're going to do Donkey Kong, but like we're trapped by all these decisions we've already made that it's got to work this way and it's got to be this shape and size. So now it's a little bit non-ideal um, because the Super Mario beep boop style sucks, but... At least what they've done for these... It, and again, you don't have to buy any Mario stuff to mix with this. You won't you won't get the beep boops. But if you just want these scenes that you can recreate in Lego, these these dioramas of little parts of Donkey Kong's world um, with Donkey Kong characters in it, you can just buy them. You can ignore the Mario element of it. Yeah, you just won't get the beep boops.
0: But it does raise the question, if you do want some beep boops in your life... Will you be getting a starter set? Which one will you be getting? Or will you be getting all three?
1: I'm not going to get any sets uh, because I can't afford them. But uh, if I did, if I did, if I bought all these Donkey Kongs, but I really wanted to get the Beep Boop, I don't know what starter sets are are, uh, on the market. But I feel like the one that I would most want, I think, would be Luigi. I think it would just be funny if I have all Donkey Kong stuff plus I've got a little Luigi in there. Yeah. That's
0: pretty silly. That 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 is that is quite the silly. I am not going to be getting any of the other Lego Super Mario stuff. So I'm not going to get Peach's Castle. I'm not going to be chasing Birdos in the blind packages. I I have bought one starter set already because I wanted to be ready and I didn't want to put this financial burden off till August 1st when I have to buy $200 worth of Lego product. I was like, well, this is probably more financially prudent to get it now. So I went ahead and I got the Mario starter set. I've got it right here. Let me uh, bend over and get it. So yeah, I got I I went ahead and bought it and I got it's it's actually the the name of the set is called Adventures with Mario. Ooh, what adventures will we have? And yeah, it, it's it's a weird shaped box. It's like a you know those Happy Meal boxes you used to get? Yeah,
1: like the ones that are shaped kind of like a
0: house. Yeah, it it feels like that except uh longer and thicker. But um it's got like a little handle I I can grab onto it and Yeah, it comes with Bowser Jr., and it comes with a Goomba. Oh, boy. Um, And it comes with just a bland little obstacle course. But uh, I could connect this, and Mario can go through the warp pipe or whatever and go to the Congo jungle. So, yeah, I I got Mario because I thought, you know, as funny as it would be to have Luigi there, or as novel as it would be to have Peach, you know, dirty up her royal dress by going into the jungle uh mario has the most history with some of these characters um especially cranky kong and i i want to see mario and cranky a fussing and a feudin'. so uh, i i went ahead and got it i'm not going to open it because I've, I've no use for this right now it's just going to take up room but uh i i am ready for august 1st which is when all of these sets come out do I do I feel do I feel like a a target by uh, capitalistic enterprises preying on my obsessi- obsesses obsessions op- obsessions and obsessive need to complete um the, these gaping holes in in my Donkey Kong fandom? Yes, yes, I feel preyed upon, but it's fine. It's what I signed up for. Yeah, this is not an enviable life. I don't want people trying to follow in my footsteps. I'm an example of what not to do.
1: I I like being preyed upon because the alternative is that there's no Donkey Kong Lego or Monster Truck or theme park world or whatever. That's true. So prey upon me.
0: Um so we do have many calls to take on this episode. Ugh. <laughs>
1: I mean, I love to hear from the people, and I can't wait to answer their questions.
0: That, that's probably better, the better response than,
1: ugh. Uh, I think it was a bit picked up by the mic.
0: I, I want to really quickly give a shout out to those in the live stream, because we do live stream every episode of The Conversation for $5 and up patrons. Hello to Jebaha and Kotbox. Kotbox says, I missed the Johnny Thunder Lego sets. Yeah, I didn't know if that was even real. Oh, I'm going to assume it was because I haven't known Copbox to lie. Yeah, they're they're not a box of lies.
1: They've had every other kind of Lego. Why not?
0: Why not? So the first two calls are from the same caller and they actually predate. Uh, Lego Super Mario Donkey Kong expansion sets a little bit. But the topic actually intersects with what we're discussing. So why don't we go ahead and play them back to back? And then we'll, uh, weigh in with our own thoughts.
2: Hey, this is Jennifer again. Again, listening through your backlog, loving the stuff. Uh, I just wanted to drop in again because I feel like I have, like, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has like, this kind of perspective on DK that, like, I wanted to, like, voice the way I think about him compared to the Mario universe and, like, the Mario IP and, like, even if Nintendo doesn't necessarily think about him this way, I feel like this is the, this is the way I think would be the best way to think about him. I like to compare it to, like, Donald Duck in Mickey Mouse, which, like, duh, but, like, Donald Duck has, like, his own history of, like, comics and shows and games and his own huge supporting cast, and they're all ducks. And it's all this whole thing that has, like, nothing to do with Mickey Mouse, and Donald is, like, the star, or at the very least his nephew. And it's this whole big thing. But, like, at the end of the day, they're all still, like, part of this same, like, franchise umbrella of whatever you would call, like, the Disney Toon universe. That's kind of how I think of Mario and Donkey Kong. I'm not going to say which one is the Donald Duck, uh, because they both debuted in the same game, whereas Donald came second. Uh, uh So, yeah, I just, like, to me, it's like, they're both their own thing, but they're so fundamentally connected that to say that, like, to say that, like, like, Characters who are Donkey Kong characters are Mario characters. They're both. Like, it's because, just like how characters who are Donald Duck characters are Mickey Mouse characters, cause it's all the same thing. I know I have the need to classify things as well. I have ADHD too. I'm not saying you do. I don't know if you do. Uh, you explain a lot. But, uh, sorry, that was mean. Uh, it just, I just feel like, por qué no, no los dos, why why can't we have both? And I feel like the Donald Duck analogy was particularly apt, and I just thought about it, and I figured instead of leaving a comment, I would leave a voicemail. So, uh, good night. It is after midnight. Uh, uh, hey yo, look out, it's time to go. Here we come, banana slamma, kongabonga, hero, hey yo. Hey, this is Jennifer again, just like, I was sitting and kinda of thinking about like, the message I left earlier about the, uh, the whole Donkey Kong, Mario, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck metaphor. And I kind of started thinking about, like, the ramifications for how that applies to, like, the greater DKU. And, like, I started thinking about, like, the hypothetical alternate timeline where Nintendo bought Rare instead of Microsoft. And, like, that would technically mean, if you applied my logic, that, like, Banjo and Conker were Mario sub-series because they're set in the DKU. And, like... Like there would have been like legit possibility that like people would and people would be asking for and then potentially regularly getting like banjo and conquer characters in like Mario Kart and it not being like a weird crossover thing, it just being like a normal thing. And I'm just like like whoa. Like I'm not even high and my mind's blown by the thought of that, like, <laughs> like just like the ramifications of that. Could you imagine? It feels so weird to think of these franchises in this way that I guess it just like makes you want to call into a podcast you've been bing. <laughs> I gotta get some sleep. Oh. Catch you on the flip side of the banana
0: coin. Oh. Bye. Uh, thank you for the calls, Jennifer. Get some sleep. What what are you doing? Yeah, uh. (laughs) <laughs> I, so
1: so, there's a lot. There's a there's a long there's a long sequence. There's a lot to unpack there. J-
0: so so, just full disclosure: Jennifer has discovered the conversation recently. Has been calling in to the hotline quite a bit, binging past episodes, and falling down the very painful Lego-built rabbit hole here uh, of the conversation. I I I think is is going into full madness uh, from the sounds of it, but brought up really good points as far as Donkey Kong and the relation to Mario, which is something I think every hardcore Donkey Kong fan has had to kind of struggle with, with the success of the Super Mario Brothers movie, because it's, it's something that's crept up every so often in the last 25 years or so of... You know how you define Donkey Kong, how the general public defines Donkey Kong. Uh, Colin Jost, our nemesis, said, you know, just part of the Mario universe without really giving credence to Donkey Kong's own identity, own brand. The fact that several spinoffs have originated from Donkey Kong that have no relation to Mario. So I think the Donald Duck analogy is actually a really really apt one and it's one i come back to it's one that we've been talking about ourselves since the glory days of Memechi calling into the conversation bringing in the disney duck universe lore um and and facts and how that so closely correlates to donkey kong and his relationship with mario mario is the mickey mouse donkey kong is the donald duck they are frenemies and then within the Donald Duck franchise, there are myriad of spinoffs and, and tie-in media that have no relation to Mickey Mouse, but Donald Duck and uh what what's 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 Donald Duck's lady friend name is is Daisy? So many daisies uh Daisy Duck uh will will sometimes tie back into Mickey Mouse, but you very seldom see uh. Uncle Scrooge, or um, Launchpad. And and then, uh, would that make, like, Darkwing Duck the Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think we can all breathe a sigh of relief, because these LEGO Donkey Kong expansion sets do have separate branding, So you're always going to have a relationship between Mario and Donkey Kong. I mean, always. You're not going to be able to separate them. But Donkey Kong will always be given that special... Pedestal to stand on, where it's like, but Donkey Kong's his own thing, but you know, sometimes he'll play with Mario, sometimes Mario will come around. It, it's a sister franchise to Mario, because I would, wouldn't even say Donkey Kong's a spin off of Mario or a sub series of Mario. They both spun out of the Donkey Kong arcade game. Donkey Kong went in one direction, which was Donkey Kong Country, Mario went in another direction, which was Super Mario Brothers. And sometimes um, the twisting branches um, tie back together, and then they just grow back in their own direction.
1: It's fine. I like to think of it as uh, I like to think of it as Donkey Kong, the arcade game, uh, was, a, was a single kind of entity that is neither Donkey Kong nor Mario,. Uh-huh. But, but two things spun out of it. Donkey Kong Jr., the game, is the spin-off that creates the Donkey Kong franchise. Right. Uh, it's it's the one that introduces the character of Donkey Kong Jr., who's the modern Donkey Kong, at least we cl- kind of claim to say so. And uh, it's got the jungle elements and stuff and a lot of stuff that influenced the game Donkey Kong Country. Then, on the other hand, another spin-off that came out of the arcade Donkey Kong game is Mario Brothers, the arcade game. Not Super Mario Brothers, but Mario Brothers, which then itself spins off the whole Mario series. So the Mario series comes out of that. The Donkey Kong series comes out of Donkey Kong Jr. They both nebulously sort of met at that one Nexus point of Donkey Kong Arcade, and that Donkey Kong Arcade also has its own little follow-ups like Mario versus Donkey Kong. Uh and those things are part of that that th- that through line in the middle that is neither Donkey Kong nor Mario, but stuff spun out from that that made Donkey Kong on the left, Mario on the right. Right, And they're separate things that are connected at their origin.
0: And, and then spinning out of Mario, you have Yoshi and, and Wario. And then spinning out of Donkey Kong, Banjo, Conker, and so on. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to you. I, I I think that's a harder sell to maybe the general populace right now. But we'll get them there. Baby steps.
1: To address the other part of the call... uh. If Nintendo bought Rare, neither Banjo or Conquer would be in better straits today than they are in our current timeline. We probably wouldn't have had very many sequels to either, and there's no chance either one of them would have ever shown up in Mario Kart. Especially not Conquer.
0: Yeah, especially not Conquer, because Bad Fur Day would have still happened in this timeline. So
1: You just have to think of it, and I'm not trying to squash anyone's fun, but I'm just saying you need to think of it more like The way that things operated between Nintendo and Rare, um, there was a sense of, here are the characters that Rare kind of created and uses and and has a creative ownership over, and then here are the characters that Nintendo has. And Nintendo wasn't going to just willy-nilly start using Rare's characters in other stuff. Right. I think it goes against a lot of their priorities and and philosophy of how they use characters. For example, they could easily throw characters from WarioWare into Mario Kart, but they don't. Yeah.
0: In fact, it it, it was a big leap just to get Diddy in Mario Kart, which may have not happened if the buyout hadn't No, no, it was going to be we we know. We know it's in the data. It was going to be Donkey Kong Jr. As Donkey Kong's partner, they were just going to completely annihilate the canon, you know. Um, And we wouldn't have gotten Diddy in Double Dash until the buyout happened. And then they're like, I guess there's no harm in using Diddy now because they very much viewed Diddy as Rare's character, even though Nintendo had full ownership of him. Always had full ownership of them. That's just the way Nintendo operated. So, yeah, like, I think having Rare as a separate entity from Nintendo for the last 20 years, you know, you you can say, like, oh, you know, we haven't gotten the Banjo-Kazooie games I would have liked. But I still think it did a better job of keeping Banjo-Kazooie in the public consciousness then it would have necessarily happened with Nintendo. The only thing I could could have seen was Banjo and Kazooie would have eventually gotten into Smash Brothers sooner, but Smash Brothers doesn't correlate with Mario Kart. So, whether or not there would have been a greater connection, hard to say. I mean, we don't know. This is all a hypothetical alternate timeline that we're not living in. So,
1: I just I don't think that we'd see the Mario franchise and the Banjo franchise casually crossing over like one is a spin off out of the other. I don't think we would see that really happening. You, you may see them show up in something, but it wouldn't be treated like, "Oh, this is normal and casual because Banjo is a spin off of Donkey Kong which is part of Mario." That's normal. Like no, I don't think they would have gone to that no, level.
0: It it's hard to say, but yeah, then you would have I think had that starker divide where Diddy wouldn't be showing up in these things, so it wouldn't just be here comes Banjo and Kazooie in Mario Kart. There would just be Banjo Kazooie's rarest baby. They didn't even put E.Gad or Toadsworth
1: in Mario Kart. You know, like uh, I I think you can't let your imagination run too wild because there's cool stuff they could do right now that they won't do. Like they they won't even put Wart in Mario Kart uh, or or Mauser or or anything like that. So. You know, they have access to characters right now that they're not using or not cross using because of whatever reasons they have. So I don't think it necessarily would have been the case that like, okay, well, I'm going to play as Mumbo Jumbo in Mario Kart 8. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I don't think we would have seen that really happening.
0: Yeah. um, Now, Toadsworth does make a cameo in Mario Kart Double Dash, Jeff. I just want to clarify here. Not playable. No, but he drives the cart at the end and gives them the trophy
1: yeah that's true let's get the next call
0: (laughs) okay all right thank you for the calls jennifer i realize you've called in quite a lot recently i'm saving your other calls for when they are appropriate to play but do not worry i have them all right let's take the next caller is yet again a two-point attack so we got two calls one caller let's play them both and respond Hey,
3: Hyle. Uh, sorry in advance if I sniffle or I sound a little congested. Uh, I'm getting over a cold. Oh, this is Traveler of the Stars, by the way. Calling about these Legos. Um, you know, I just want to say, you know, I've grown up being weaned, or Lego. I'm sorry, Hyle. I know they're called Legos for plural, but just like Amiibo, I'm calling them Amiibos and Legos, damn it. Uh even though I'm usually uh you know the grammar Nazi. But anyway, um I grew up weaned on Legos and I love Legos and um nowadays I haven't gotten as many sets um just due to space and getting older and stuff. I have like a Lego bonsai tree and like the Lego tonic set, but I don't get Legos all too often. So when I saw Nintendo was finally making uh Mario Legos, I thought that was such a genius idea. Um and even though I do you wish they were still, like, a regular minifigures set when I hope they'll make one one day, I mean, just, like, how it's kind of a video game but also still Legos and they kind of, like, combine the two, like, it's ingenious. I mean, really, like, it's so awesome. And I love how they've branched out a lot. They've had some, like, Luigi's Mansion sets and they've, you know, had some cool, neat, I don't know, deep-cut characters is kind of the... the the right word. But anyway, they've got some cool characters, and so when I saw they were doing Donkey Kong, I was really excited, and um, I did notice, you know, I know you mentioned this a lot, obviously, about how the brands are being separated now, but when I saw the DK Lego boxes, I thought it was very telling how, and I know you're going to talk about this probably if you haven't yet, um, but, you know, the DK branding was right front and center. Um, It is a little weird, which i are going to talk about as well, how DK isn't like an actual starter hero like Mario, Luigi, and Peach. I was kind of expecting that. Um, But nonetheless, it's still really cool. Um, I will just say, as someone who grew up on returns, it's cool to see the mole miner and the shark snaggle. Is that his name? I don't remember. Um, It's just cool to see them. Obviously, I know people want the Kremlins and stuff like that, which I'm sure, you know, as we'll branch off into more sets, I think there's a good chance we can get them. Um, But as you mentioned, I think elsewhere, you know, since Returns is the newest thing, they're obviously not going to pull from, you know, Kremlins just yet until a major game, possibly. Uh, And I think I'm running low on this call here, so let me call back really quickly. Hey, DK Vine, travel with the Sparks again. I'll make this quick because I was kind of rambling. I just think it's cool if there are DK Legos, and I'm sure you guys think it is too. I mean, increasingly, you mentioned this before, they wouldn't be investing, you know, in the DK brand in the sort of way, the sort of way, yada, 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 if it was debt. I mean, Zelda and Kirby and other things, you know, not putting those shades of those franchises, I love them, but, like, they are getting this a theme park. They aren't in a major blockbuster movie. They aren't getting Legos. They are getting all this stuff. I mean, this is like really big stuff that like, yeah, I feel like just the calm before the storm. I mean, there's only so many things you guys can point to before deniers can just be like, all right, yeah, there's probably something with DK coming. So, I'm sure that that must be just gratifying. Obviously, like, the a custom Mario movie, increasing DK awareness, and now a beloved brand, you know, Legos. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I guess I'd ask a question. If you could have one Lego set based off of something, what would you have it be? Um, I mean, a lot of the Mario sets usually don't have specific iconography to reference, aside from Bowser's Castle and Peach's Castle, and they already have DK's, like, you know, Jungle Hut or whatever. Um, so I don't know what it would be, maybe, like, the play Galleon, that's like, that's an I- iconic thing. But anyway, sorry for the longer calls. Looking forward to uh, hearing from you guys today. See
0: you later. Well, thank you for the calls, Traveler of the Stars. Uh, to, to answer your question, I think we'll broach that, what sets we would like to see in the future after we take all the calls. Just... On the off chance that other callers will also ask us this question, I feel like it would be appropriate just to wait until the end to share our opinions. But, yeah, I think that, you know, the LEGO Donkey Kong sets are just another another brick in the wall of, of the long, winding evidence that there are big plans for the Donkey Kong brand. And yet, yeah, some people still refuse To see it or acknowledge it. Because we haven't had the new game yet. And well. Yeah. Kirby and Zelda. They don't get all of this attention. But you know what? You know what they do get? They get games on the regular. So. I think until we get the game. People are just going to poo poo. All of this other stuff. And um, fair. I mean. I I get it.
1: I would make the trade in a heartbeat. I don't need the Legos. If they had the games. Kirby's had. Ten games in the time it's taken us. Since Tropical Freeze came out, and I'm not poo-pooing anything; it's just a statement, uh, you know. But my point is, you there are there's there's no such thing as a, an all-encompassing fandom. Um, there, every person brings their own interests to fandom, right? And they're fans of different things. And you and I and DK Vine try to cover a lot of a lot of the Donkey Kong fandoms. Various intersection intersecting uh desires, but a lot of people who are fans of Donkey Kong are fans of video games and not Lego sets, and they're fans of video games and not theme parks or kids' movies. So you know there's, there, I don't think it's uh, anyone should be shamed or, or like they're not wrong for saying that all this other stuff doesn't matter to me. I want a new game to play because that might be what you are a fan of only the games. And you might not even be a fan of discussing lore. You might not be a fan of solving continuity, which is a huge part of what we are about. You might just really like those video games and that's fine. So everyone brings their own desires to it. And if, if you think that, you know, if you get irritated when people keep saying the Donkey Kong brand is so healthy, and you're like, well, how healthy is it? There's no games. I'm only a fan of the games. You are right, for you know, at least for what you're interested in. Uh, the, the the franchise is in dire fucking straits, from your perspective. <laughs> from your perspective, um, I right. think the evidence is that there's something going to come. But how, well, we've been saying that for five years, and you have every right to be uh, tired of that.
0: You do, you do. But something's obviously coming. Look, I, I like this is this is this is going to be the most magnificent case of edging we've ever experienced Jeff it's been so long it's it's gonna come out is it gonna
1: have more than five Donkey Kong
0: characters in it because that
1: will be terrible edging that will be like edging and then and then what do you call that when you you it's a it's a bad ending what I don't remember what I don't know my uh, sex terminology like you guys (laughs) it's you know what it, it, sometimes it, it, it can be I, I think that the, the endless optimism can be worse to some people than just telling it straight. oh I'm sorry no I, I, I'm saying some people are some people are uplifted by optimism yeah other people are like when it's years and years of like just hold on, it's going to be good, oh just hold on it's going to be good. That can grade on people too. I'm just saying everyone you're, you're valid, you're valid for how you're feeling, you're valid. And uh, hopefully it gets better soon.
0: Yeah. uh, Luckily, the DK Vine itself... I, I saw somebody make a comment the other day. You realize for the entire extent that the conversation has been on the air, you've only had one new full standalone Donkey Kong game. How is that possible? How are you still going and thriving as a podcast, if that's the case? And luckily, we at DK Vine we we sort of weather that storm because we look at the expanded Donkey Kong universe everything spinning out of rare and platonic and i realize that's not like every every corner of the fandom does not care about ukulele or sea of thieves but that's how dk vine has subsided this long you know we 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 have all of that extra stuff so to us it hasn't really been a drought but yeah if you're just in it for the donkey kong games yeah, it's been a rough nine plus years at this point, but stuff like the Lego sets, stuff like the movie, stuff like the theme park, it might not be a new game, but they would not be investing all that capital if there wasn't a future for the brand, because Nintendo at the end of the day is a video game company. So
1: yeah, and there's hold- definitely they're definitely making more like Donkey Kong as a video game franchise isn't canceled. Right. It's not done. There will be more, so it's just a case of waiting it out.
0: And if Donkey Kong does get himself canceled, they'll just rebrand it as The Kongs, like they did with that Roseanne show. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for the calls, Traveler of the Stars. Hope you're feeling better. All right, Jeff, let's go ahead and take our fifth call, which, not to confuse things, is our third caller. Okay. Hello,
4: Kyle, and the co-host for this conversation episode. I am Faber Black Hat 64 you may have known me as that cat was an actor on the 96 comedy that you may have heard of. Anyways, I'm pretty excited to see some more Donkey Kong merchandise in general, like the Lego set that was announced weeks ago. So I'm kind of curious to see how they go, with the, where they go with those sets. I got a couple of questions that I think that will be interesting to answer regarding those. Firstly, the two enemies that were in the set, like that shark and the mole miner, I wonder if those two are going to be. I wonder where, when, if those two enemies are going to be a future Donkey Kong games, because they're actually in the set. Now, so my second question is pretty much this: since the Universal Studios theme park is said to have Tiki Tog in the one of the car, in the minecart attraction, could he actually get a Lego set in this collection? It's pretty obvious K-Wool will probably get one soon. So, anyways. That's all I have to say on this episode, on this call. I hope you have a good day, and I'll be going ahead and being sarcastic in my
0: day, and continue being sarcastic in my life. Bye. Did they lose their accent like 30 seconds into the call?
1: I made mean, a comment on that. I'm just really glad that they, they called and asked a question and then hung up. It's like very <laughs> timely. Um, no, I think, will we see those enemies in the next game was i think the first question yeah um i don't know how you feel personally i would love to have a lot of retro's uh game elements including some of the enemies and stuff to just become permanent fixtures of like the dk islands you know uh uh f- a fauna you know yeah and and you know you can have the kremlings come back but that doesn't mean you have to like change up which sharks and frogs and bats we have because who cares? Like you can mix and match. You, like you don't have to erase retro. You don't have to erase retro studios contributions to bring back stuff like the Kremlings. Um, so I would love a mix. I, I like how tropical freeze, although it didn't have the Tiki Tac tribe as the main enemies, you still have things like the screaming pillars um, and, and some of those,
0: returns elements... Yeah, uh... Snaggles. Sna- Snaggles, for one, was a returning element. was in both games. You had uh, the mimics in the silhouette stages. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, it, it, it wasn't just let's start everything from scratch. Just like Rare did, where they were like, okay, new, new Kremlins in this game, but we'll bring back Zingers. We'll br- bring Zingers back. Because we like the Zingers. Uh, Retro did the same thing with some of their baddies. And I think, I'm hoping... That the future of Donkey Kong, as I've been saying, everything will be on the table again. It it won't just be, well, it's a new team doing Donkey Kong. We have to start from scratch yet again. It's, okay, we're going to create our own enemies. But we're also going to pull in a couple of these from Returns. A couple of these from Donkey Kong Country 3 and Donkey Kong 64 and Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. This, this, and this. I, I want there to be a healthy mix and celebration of donkey kong's entire history and i think that's probably the most likely thing going forward especially with all of these things that they've set up in the last couple of years like um brand management for donkey kong and donkey kong alone you're getting a little bit more of that we saw that with kingdom battle with the donkey kong adventure dlc where you had little call outs to rambi and Squawks, yes, but also in Guard, Winky, and Espresso were explicitly acknowledged for the first time in sort of a Donkey Kong game in many years. So yeah, I, I think you're gonna see some some of these enemies sticking around for sure. I don't think we can really indicate anything from the Lego sets because these are specifically referencing Returns in Tropical Freeze. It's not really like, oh, okay, yeah, well, Snaggles is uh, secure now. Uh, Snaggles fans rejoice. Snaggles is sticking around into the new era. It's not necessarily that, but I think there's a good chance for sure.
1: Right. And I will also say, I think the biggest thing that if if Retro Studios has a lasting legacy on the franchise, the biggest thing that it will be is the... Visual stylings mm, that sure. retro bought that I think that the the specific not to say that a new game won't have its own touches, but the, I I think that the look of Donkey Kong Island and the look of the jungles and the look of their temples has been really solidified as a kind of standardized thing since Returns came out over thirteen, well over twelve years ago, um, and it's that th- that that kind of look is influenced everything since it is it's carried over and influenced how Donkey Kong is portrayed in cameo games it's it's influenced the Donkey Kong adventure in Mario plus Rabbids it influenced the look of Donkey Kong's kingdom in the Mario movie and I think that things like that the the Golden Temple stylings the jungle uh, elements the, t- the 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 jungle huts with the palm frond roofs and stuff like that you know I think that all of that stuff is going to continue to be cemented. But then whether or not they actually bring back enemies, I hope they do. I think that you can have a healthy mix of their original characters and enemies mixed with new original characters and enemies mixed with even older, rare characters and enemies like the Kremlings coming back.
0: Exactly. And I would be all for a Tiki-Tong set. Give me Tiki-Tong. I, I want to I wanna have Mario walk on his hands.
1: Yeah, so that question, that was the second question. Will we see a Tiki-Tong set? Will we see a King rule set? It's interesting because as much as I like the Snomads more than the Tiki-Tak tribe, I feel like the Snomads are so context sensitive because of their ice theming. That they are not as evergreen elements that you could just stick into stuff. Sure. And I think that Tiki's kind of are. As much as they're not necessarily as exciting of enemies, they have a very evergreen uh, theme and style to them that you could just stick into any Donkey Kong setting or, or set, and it works. So maybe. I <laughs> I wouldn't hate it.
0: Yeah, well, as much as I feel like the snowmads were an improvement over the tiki's, the tiki's are far more evergreen for uh, antagonists because they are native to Donkey Kong's jungle. They're not these outside invaders whose main modus operandi is freezing everything.
1: Yeah, it's it's such a specific plot when you're like, okay, these guys are around when we freeze things. Like we're gonna they're gonna come and freeze the thing. So like when you're making a general donkey kong themed setting in lego you're not going to be like well let's make a frozen set that's that's not general that's very specific yeah so yeah i i think that we probably would not see the snowmads we may see tiki's because they're so much more uh applicable you could just slot them into any general setting um, and then would we see Kremlings? Like would we see K. Rule? I don't know because everything we've seen so far seems so specifically themed on retro's games. Uh, I I don't I don't know if we'd see K. Rule.
0: I I think we're gonna have to wait until K. Rule gets reintroduced in a Donkey Kong game proper. So, like maybe not, maybe not. But I think that's probably the most likely scenario here. Um, we we just don't have anything visually to go off of the the last Donkey Kong game he was in it was Donkey Kong Barrel Blast right um and it, yeah he was in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate looked wonderful in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Super Smash Brothers is not Donkey Kong or a Mario brand so
1: yeah Super Smash Brothers is gonna influence the next Donkey Kong game that gets made but it's not gonna influence Lego Lego's going to be influenced by the last Donkey Kong game that got made, right. So we do have to kind of wait yeah. to see to, to have the new game that is then going to outward and, and affect everything else that comes out of Donkey Kong.
0: Exactly, exactly. Which is coming, and believe me, it's going to be magnificent when it does come. It's going to be spectacular. Just wait a little bit longer. or or we might not like it. No, the build-up is going to make it worth it, trust me. All right, thank you for the call. Let's go ahead and play our next call.
5: Hey, DK Vine, This is Matt, or Square. I'm what I used to be the form. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I'm a big fan of this new LEGO. Like I said, I think it's really cool. I really like the Minecart one with Diddy Kong and the Rambi one. Don't know if I'll be able to pick any of these up. LEGO's like, expensive. But it all looks cool. And, um, I think what's interesting about this for me is it really cements the like, fact that Funky Kong is one of the, like, core Kongs. You know, he's up there with the, with the Dixie, with the Cranky. And, uh, I feel like at this point, uh, whenever the next Funky Kong game comes out, I think it's very likely that Funky Kong is going to be part of the, the cast for the foreseeable future. Um, so yes, I, I just wonder, do you agree with me? Do you think that's right? Or do you think this is just, you know, a push for the most recent game, he was playable, so let's put him in the merch. Uh, thank you.
0: Thank you for the call. Uh, Square was it? I think they. Uh, I think they said Matt slash Square. Okay. Well, this is Jeff slash Rare. I'm Hyle slash Platonic. Nice to have you call in. <laughs> to answer the question, yeah, I think I
1: think that Funky Kong is locked in uh, as a core character at this point. I would be pretty upset if the next game yet again goes a bare to basics cast in the way that returns had only three Kongs in it. Yeah. Um, tropical freeze as much as it feels like a huge expansion on returns still only brought the cast up to five. And, but I think that those five are really well locked in now. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I would be surprised if Funky Kong doesn't stick around as a as a mainstay.
0: It would be as surprising as not having in in Tropical Freeze, which which means it, it might not happen. But I think that, yeah, especially now that Nintendo and and Miyamoto are really playing up this idea of the Kongs. Right. It's not just Donkey Kong that they're really building up anymore. It's the Kongs. The Kongs as a civilization, as a people. And you're really seeing that with this Lego set, with with the Mario movie. And yeah, these five in particular, I I think we're going to see more than these five in the future, but I think these five are your standard bearers. These are your flagship Kongs that you're going to come to time and again. Donkey, Diddy, Dixie, Cranky, and Funky. And, yeah, if if you would have asked me, like, a long time ago, like, what, what Kongs would be the most important Kongs, I would have said Donkey, Diddy, Dixie, Kitty, you know, and then maybe a few years after that I would have thought of Tiny, Chunky, and Lanky, but Funky has really... I think Ben the Kong, who has come out of the buyout, the strongest Kong, where he's, he's kind of become so important. And part of that is his role in Mario Kart Wii. And part of that is just, he's just a fun character. And whenever somebody learns of Funky Kong, they can't help but love Funky Kong. He's got stain power, which is far beyond just his origins as this, you know, early nineties surfer pastiche. You know, it's it's amazing to me that Funky Kong has endured for as long as he has and has only gotten more popular to the point where a couple of weeks ago he was on Saturday Night Live.
1: Yeah, I think Funky Kong benefits greatly from first game syndrome, which is that, like, the game that gets the most elements taken from it and, and referenced from it is always going to be Donkey Kong Country. Stuff that is exclusive to Donkey Kong Country 2 or 3 Will get referenced less frequently. And uh, I think that Donkey Kong 64 is also this big watershed moment in the franchise, as much as people didn't, maybe in hindsight, don't rate it as highly. Donkey Kong Country, the first game, Donkey Kong 64, those two games are where like 90% of Donkey Kong references come from now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at what Super Smash Brothers pulls from, to to for its characters where they get the move sets and where they get uh references Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong 64 far and away get referenced way more than DKC 2 or 3 and the fact that funky kong was a consistent through that and you know Dixie Kong wasn't even I think funky kong really stood to benefit the most out of out of some of the secondary characters that helped promote him to become a primary character yeah um of things like swanky kong or whatever um who's uh well i'm not going to say anything about swanky kong but (laughs) i I, it is interesting that this lego set has exactly seven donkey kong characters and it is exactly the seven that are the ones that retro brought back right uh Donkey Diddy Dixie Funky Cranky Squawks and Ramby—the only seven returning characters in all two of Retro's games. <laughs> right, um, but yeah, I think that those ones are really the the core cast. If if we have one, if we have a core cast, that's it.
0: Yeah, I I don't think any fan of those characters. I mean, obviously Donkey and Diddy are always safe. Remember, there was a time in the buyout era where we fretted about Diddy's future. Which seems laughable now, but Donkey and Diddy, of course, are always safe. Cranky ha- has been well established, and now with the movie, you know he he's he's always going to be around. And Dixie and Funky have definitely, I think, proven themselves. Dixie's such a strong character that even though she doesn't have that first game syndrome pull, she's a stronger character than Candy Kong. So I think she kind of gets, uh, and-, and she's a nice counterpart to Diddy too. So
1: well, and there's also, I mean, she's a great character in and of herself. Right. Absolutely. But there's always also going to be a desire to not make things a sausage fest. Right. It would be it would be inappropriate to make every new game only have male characters in it. That would be stupid. You would you would never do that. So, and I'm not saying that she's like the token female or anything like that, but I am saying you do want a variety. You want you want female characters in your games. And Dixie Kong's one of the best female characters in any games. That's right. So, like for her to be cemented as a main Day I think uh that's great and but I think yeah it, it's it's it makes sense to do it you yeah. you want to have her in there. she's great
0: yeah, but yeah this this is this is the golden age of Funky Kong fandom, so thank you for the call, and enjoy it. all right, We've got one final call to take, Jeff. I can sense you're getting sleepy, so we're gonna play this, and then you can go sleep in your Lego hammock. <laughs> I love it, it's so good on my back. Alright, here we go. Hi, uh, this is uh, Porion Q, long,
6: long time listener, first time caller here. And I just had to call into this episode because, honestly, I am a huge, huge, huge LEGO fan. And seeing LEGO Donkey Kong like this is just so freaking cool. Uh, now, technically, if you want to be that guy, and I will, this is not the first DKU LEGO theme. because, you know, LEGO Minecraft exists, and that is technically DKU, and also has a lot of really cool sets. But, just looking at LEGO DK specifically, I think it's probably healthy to not read, like, too far into this. Like, this is huge. This is incredible. This show really shows, like, the priorities with Donkey Kong and Nintendo. But, like, I don't think there's a Kremlin embargo or anything like that. I mean, maybe, but I doubt it. Um, and when it comes to this way, I think LEGO Group probably just wanted to get the hero characters out first anyway, um with, you know, Donkey Diddy, Funky Kid, Donkey Diddy, Funky Cranky, all them. And only really ones that have even enemies in it anyway. Um, going forward, I think with this, I'll probably prioritize fun first. And, you know, just given the, you know, nature of LEGO Super Mario with the barcodes that you have to put that LEGO Mario on, any enemy that they do add will probably have to have like a big flat surface on it anyway. Which, you know, Honestly, hot takes, the Tiki's probably would just be better at from, like, a mechanical perspective. I love the hell out of the Kremlings. I'd love to see the Kremlings. But I do think the Tiki's do work better in this specific context. Um, Besides, you know, a lot of kids nowadays who would buy this know DK from the movie from Mario Kart and from Smash Brothers. So a situation where the Tiki's are, like, the drone characters and K. Rool is the boss. That combo is pretty likely, I think. And honestly, it would be pretty interesting. Um, honestly, I think it's just important to take it for what it is. It is a humongous win. And, you know, having cheap sets like the $11 Rampy set is a huge, is an incredibly good way to get kids into LEGO DK and then, you know, into Donkey Kong proper. And I think that alone more than justifies this as a humongous win for the fan base. Uh, so. You know, uh question is, what kind of sets you guys think are the most likely? Personally, I think an 18-plus LEGO Ideas 25M replica is pretty likely. Out of any set, that's probably the one we're going to see first. Uh, and then after that, probably some sort of smaller enemy-centric pack um, in the next game of battle pack sort of deal. It's also pretty likely. But yeah, uh, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this, and, you know, have a great day.
0: Well, hey, thank you for the call, Porygon Q. Great to finally hear your voice because you're a, you're a prominent fixture in our Twitch streams and on social media. Always interacting with you, great to hear you finally call in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: what was the question? <laughs> well, the question basically was asking what sets we wanted to see, but Porygon brought up some great points. Um, the 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 lack of a girder yeah the lack of a girder stage um or or set is, is prominent they're really sticking with donkey kong country stylings here and and yeah when when you think about like what sets we might get that aren't really part of this line but still use the licensing deal with Nintendo stuff like the big NES set with with Super Mario Brothers on the TV or the bowser giant statue surrounded by flames you know what what might we get and yeah that's actually i think a really solid prediction is, is the 25m arcade stage um just recreate that with legos i or excuse me lego oh shit i did it oh my god <gasps> scandal oh my god scandalous as mario riding on rambi's back but that, that's a good call
1: I I I think that the 25m is something very likely to happen. It just tactically and and functionally translates really well to a Lego set. And um, but I also think in general what they're trying to pull from when people are saying like, oh, why did they reference the Kremlings? or uh, why? Did they, what 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 what? Blah 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 blah. The the I think in general they're trying to reference software you can buy
0: right now on your Nintendo Switch. Yes. That's right. what everything is about, really. It's spend money to make more money. That's all it is. And people people talk about there being an embargo on Kremlins. We got past this, Jeff. We were past this when Super Smash Brothers Ultimate revealed K Rule. And now we're right back into it. Oh, there's a Kremlin embargo. No crocodiles. Does Rare own the Kremlins? Like, no! Are people still saying that one? Oh yeah, that that's that's come back. Yeah, that that's come back now. Because you're like, "Well, K rule." And they're like, "Well, Banjo and Kazooie are in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Checkmate." They don't know they don't know how to play chess, but they shout checkmate at you. I want to say on the record or whatever record DK Vine equates with. I I just want to say there's no embargo on the Kremlins, which Nintendo owned 100%. The only reason we don't see them in stuff like this is because they haven't been in a game, in a Donkey Kong game, since Donkey Kong Barrel Blast. So, re- you're not going to see them referenced. As soon as they appear in a new Donkey Kong game, we will get Kremlins and stuff like this.
1: Yeah, That's it. yeah, they're just referencing the most recent actual piece of Donkey Kong software that is still being sold and promoted for the Nintendo Switch console. That's all this is. Yeah. Um, As for the question about what sets do we think we'll see, which uh, a couple of our callers now have asked, uh, well, what do you think?
0: Well, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, we have the LEGO Super Mario sets. We now have the LEGO Super Mario Donkey Kong expansion set branding. It would be cool if we kind of met in the middle and we had Mario Kart branded sets as well. Um, For more crossover play, I, I don't know how you would do a cart in, in this style, but it'd be cool to have like a rainbow road or or something of that nature.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. That would be cool. I don't. Yeah, I also agree that I don't know how I can envision it being in this big, chunky rectangle style with the beep boops, but uh yeah, I, I don't know. That would be cool. I, I, obviously, I like I said before. I like building cars in Lego. You buy a bunch of wheels, and now you've got wheels. You stick them to anything. Yeah. And now you got a car. Um, as far as Donkey Kong, if they did more Donkey Kong, which I will be, I will not be surprised if this is all that we see of Donkey Kong. Like other than a like, like you said, something that is with the licensing deal, but not within this line. Like a 25M big thing or whatever. I could see that.
0: Now, can I just say, if this set sells well, I think we'll see more. Like, if, if it does bigger business than they were anticipating, then we might see follow-up sets, for sure. Or, or enemy packs or whatever that tie into this. Absolutely. But I could see this being it. Like, this is just kind of a one-time thing. This is what we're getting. But, of course, what would be the fun of just ending there? This is our imagination time, so we can speculate wildly.
1: So what would they do if they did more? And th- that's the question. And I'm thinking, so for me, when I think of the, the main set pieces or, or main archetypes of the Donkey Kong franchise, I go to three things. and I And I don't think they'll actually do this. But the three things that I think of are jungles, minecarts and pirate ships. Right. But pirate ships have very little hardly at all influence on what we have seen of the Donkey Kong franchise in the past 15 years. It's that's old school. I mean there are a little bit of pirate shipy stuff in the retro games, but they're not a front and center core archetype so i don't think we'll see that but what i do think that the retro games make front and center as a as a set piece as a setting that is just being plastered all over the Donkey Kong franchise now is golden temples mm-hmm. so i think that golden temple is definitely a setting we could see uh very likely if they do more sets i,
0: I could also ju- i could also just see uh sort of a generic. Returns style temple. It's not the Golden Temple, but you could have a lot of unique Indiana Jones style set pieces in there with, with the characters exploring this ancient temple. And um, just to speak on your pirate ship point, obviously the set I think most Donkey Kong fans, if you were to pull all of us across every age range, you know, f- from those who were, okay, we'll just say every age range starting from the oldest Donkey Kong Country fans on down to those who got on board with the franchise, maybe with the Mario movie. Um, I I think what would win, percentage wise, would be the Gangplank Galleon. Everybody wants the Gangplank Galleon. This iconic ship. The Millennium Falcon of Donkey Kong. It's the Gangplank Galleon. And we're probably not going to get that. But that's what we would want. If, If Lego could come to us and say... We're doing one more Donkey Kong set. What would you like to see? We were like, well, the Gangplank Galleon with King or Captain K. rule. Maybe both. I was like, okay, I'm done. But if we were to see a pirate ship, it would probably be mass blast from Donkey Kong Country Returns. Something like that. With the little crabbies, little Krabos, Mass blast. Speaking from more realistic expectations... I think there are a few stages from the retro games that I would absolutely love. Not the retro Donkey Kong games, but the games made by Retro Studios, which are, in fact, the more recent Donkey Kong games. Um, Grassland Groove might make for a neat course, um, especially with, like, the animal heads popping out that are flat, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the kineticness of that stage and the visual appeal definitely sets it apart I once again i'm I'm just thinking of things like first first stage syndrome first world syndrome first game syndrome mm-hmm. how 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 often the things that get pulled from tend towards the earliest things in the game that everyone sees those are the things that become the generic and iconic elements um so I don't know if they would pull from something that late I mean they've done it with some of the Lego with some of the Mario stuff but Mario obviously is a bigger you know, brand a bigger, yeah. they've done more sets. They've gone deeper because they've done many sets. I don't know, but maybe Grassland Groove would be very cool. I'm thinking of things m- maybe more general, not so specific of levels. Things like um, an underwater coral area would be cool. Something like um, maybe even a Squidicus octopus oh.
0: thing. Yeah, you could you could build all the tentacles with your Lego.
1: Yeah, and there could be some movable and and can, you know interactable elements to that. I think of things like retro's kind of vision of the Donkey Kong world. You have the the very generic tropes that carry over to everything. Is you have jungles, beaches, water, and temples. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that is like really hyper specific. Like I I don't think we would see a factory set, you know, or the temperate forest set, you know, because those are very specific. But I think jungle, beach, water, and temple are all kind of one setting, almost, just like in the Congo jungle. Yeah. And they all kind of work well together. I, that's where I'd put all my money if I was betting money. I'd put all my money on everything landing
0: in that Q zone. But yeah, Grassland Groove would be sweet. I I think, you know, so... We obviously already have the minecart set, so we probably wouldn't see a secondary minecart. Because I was thinking, you know, Sawmill Thrill is a really iconic. Yeah, I think that's everybody's favorite um, of the retro minecart stage. Well, maybe not everybody's, but I think that's pretty much a universal crowd pleaser. But I was thinking, you know, there's another vehicle that's kind of become iconic from the retro games the Rocket Barrel. And we don't have the Rocket Barrel represented anywhere here. So I was thinking, if you were to take this this sort of um, maybe amalgamation of Rocket Barrel stages, like the Minecart's uh, Lego set is, how would you best represent that? And I was thinking, what what if you have sort of something harkening back to Crowded Cavern from Donkey Kong Country Returns with the Mama Squeakly chasing you? I don't want to use the
1: word iconic, but they're very evocative, like simple solid enemy in the same way that snaggles and mole miner are yeah that would fit in a setting and just work. So I would like that a lot. I would I could even see a rocket barrel just being a very small cheap Rambi sized set where it's just the rocket that a character can attach to or sit on. And then maybe it is propped up on a uh a see-through piece of plastic so it's like got a pedestal that it, it is propped up in the air on a see-through piece of plastic, and then it's, like, rotatable on that, so you can have it, like, look like it's going up and down or something. Even if it was just the barrel and no, no like, setting around it, I could see them doing that. And the, um, the other thing I was thinking of, other than mine carts, what's a really common uh, gameplay thing they do is the barrel blasting. Oh! Barrel cannons. And I don't know how that would work, because... I think a barrel, a rocket barrel makes sense because you can attach the character to the outside of it like they're riding it. But if they did a a barrel blasting thing, a barrel cannon thing, would they have to make it so the characters can fit inside it? And how is that going to work?
0: But it could be cool. You have have to factor in the beep boops. How is Mario going to react to getting blasted out of a barrel?
1: You do have to factor in the beep boops. I would like it to be spring loaded and you look, you. (laughs) Plug the Mario into there, and then you hit the thing, and it launches him out a little bit.
0: Do they even make spring-loaded toys anymore? I I feel like things have gotten so litigious that that they're just worried that kids would put out their eye with Mario.
1: Well, it shouldn't be... It shouldn't have a, a high launch force, but... I don't know. It, it wouldn't do it because the Mario toy is an electronic that they yeah. probably don't
0: want damaged. Pro- probably not. I, I have an open mind, but I know I'm going to be very careful with it. I can't spring it out of anything. That's just, that's just common sense. That's just common sense. So, Jeff, final thoughts. You're, you're not a millionaire. We've established that much. You, you, you could dress the part. You just get enough Lego that you can make a monocle. Uh, We probably shouldn't put Lego in your eye, though. We just established that that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. But you're not a millionaire. You're probably not going to buy these. But you're at least intrigued. You're intrigued enough to want to be on this episode of The Conversation.
1: I, I very much like the idea. I love Lego, even though I don't have the money to play Lego that much as an adult. I do I just love the idea of Lego and the memories I have of Lego uh from my childhood. So, you know, even though I'm probably not going to play any of these or like build any of these sets, own any of these sets, uh I li- I love the idea that this could be some kids first Lego set. You know, cuz I remember like my first Lego sets and and all the things I'd build with Legos. So, it's cool to me to think that kids six years old and seven years old and stuff are going to be playing with Legos and they're going to have Donkey Kong in their Lego set. So I, I think it's great. I, I, I love that, but I am not a millionaire. So.
0: Right. You're, you're, you're not, you're not. And, and for me, as somebody who didn't play with Lego when they were a kid who felt like maybe they missed out. I'm excited to kind of uh, open up this chapter that was never written of my childhood. And finally, Check that off the bucket list before I die, which is getting closer every day, you know. I'm not getting any younger here. So, yeah, I'm going to play with some Lego come August. And then, you know, maybe I'll watch Spongebob. And uh, maybe I'll finally stream Shrek. Finally check that out. I'm, I'm just going to live vicariously through this and, and have an extended little bit of childhood into the early 2000s. Why not? Why not? So, yeah, things are looking pretty good. Pretty good for Donkey Kong fans right now. I mean, we got the Lego, we've got the theme park, we've got the appearances in the movie, over sexualized Funky Kong skit on Saturday Night Live. I mean, I don't know how things could be any better for Donkey Kong fans. We're certainly in a better position than Zelda right now, that's for sure.
5: This has been a File 2 production.
7: Que rico. Whoa. There. That's where I gotta go. How do I get over there?
4: There! The fan! At it!
7: It flies!
5: No, 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 no! Oh,
7: you just messed with the
0: wrong. We're goblin! Go up there! What is that? And check this out.
7: (gasps) Yes, finally!
1: You'll be surprised at what you can do when you master your imagination. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, only on Nintendo Switch.